Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the bestofrods.com movies and television podcast. As always, I'm dead. So today we have Caveman. And our newest recruit, Rascal. Hi. Is I. So, some of you out there may be questioning our decision to hire a seven-year-old girl, but... <laughs> I describe myself as a 12-year-old girl. That's what my voice sounds like. Thank it's you very much. It's decisions like that that show what kind of... <laughs> that show the kind of forward-thinking company that we are here at DestorProds.com. Please give us money. <laughs> Please. Patreon.com slash DestorProds. Caveman, you're actually there. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I I'm not sure how to process that joke. I did again. I I just woke up. Anyone who's watched us for a while knows that this is a chronic problem. Yes, especially when we're recording at two in the afternoon. Or two a.m. I work the night shift. Oh, dude, that sucks. I don't work. <laughs> I just have terrible insomnia. I also have terrible insomnia, and I work the night shift. I was allowed to go to bed four hours ago. Manny Hoosel. Since you're the most awake, Caveman, why don't you start? <sighs> Fine. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So much hate. <laughs> it's not hate. If anything, it is friendly ribbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, anyone who's uh, watched the games podcast, if you haven't, I don't really blame you. I mean, I'm on it, so can't be that entertaining. Um. Well, great. Now, none but, of them, now nobody will give us money. Yeah. Such <laughs> low self-esteem. <laughs> I don't know. My self-esteem is all for my writing, not my... Uh, Recording skills. Look, I know we're shit, but we don't say it on air. <laughs> yes, we do. Come on, dead man. We okay, well, we said it recently people. enough that it is too recent to say it again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can't afford different feeds for this shit, so everybody gets everything. Yeah, but uh, Patreon, please. They would know that I. Uh... I've been trying to get through all of the video games I have yet to beat. And, well, that means not as much time for watching stuff. But I did take the time out of my busy, busy, busy schedule to watch one thing. And that one thing was Altered Carbon. <laughs> Ooh! Oh, yeah. And that show is fucking awesome. I actually force stopped myself from watching all of it because I wanted to share it with my wife and my uh, best friend. Their reactions weren't as uh, excited as I had hoped, but they enjoyed it well enough. <laughs> so they'll uh, they'll be watching it, even if I have to force them to. Yeah, it sounds like you need to fucking clockwork orange your wife. Oh my god. I abhor that movie, so won't be doing that. Well, that's the only fucking visual metaphor I could think of. Can you think of another movie where somebody's forced fed a fucking stream of video shit? 
Uh, Johnny Mnemonic. The wife from Fahrenheit for something. V for Vendetta. Ooh, yeah, V for Vendetta. Well, it's been some time since I've seen those. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I saw Johnny Mnemonic once in 1997. Um, The only thing I remember is a guy had like a thumbnail that he could like pull off that like a late that like a razor wire underneath that was full of lightning or something i'm pretty sure that they do that in johnny mnemonic but dead man talked about what the first episode of uh, first three episodes first three episodes i'm at episode six Ooh. um and it just keeps getting better people like you're joining not, the month we talk about episodes seven through nine not not even joking this show Normally, I can't stand long-running murder mysteries. Normally, I cannot stand them because I I like, I actively like the, all right, we're going to solve a mystery a week, maybe every three weeks because it's our big pivotal episode mystery. I am so invested in this mystery. I'm invested in the way that characters interact. I am just, I'm loving it. I am loving every minute of it. My only problem with it, my only, only problem, is that this could never be shown on regular television. (laughs) HBO, maybe. I said regular. HBO is not regular. Well, yeah, but like that's... That's like saying, oh, man, I really like like this fucking really violent horror movie. It's just a shame it can't be shown on Cartoon Network. The reason it can't be shown is there is an overabundance of nudity. On both sides, it is at least unbiased with showing us naked bodies. Yeah, you want to see tits? You want to see some dude hanging brain? We got you, Bo. Yeah. Um, And I I at first was like, oh, God, I'm I'm not going to be able to watch this because it's only naked women, right? Oh, there's some ass. There is naked man ass. It's a quality. Well, that, it's a quality. That's burned into my brain now. <laughs> oh, really? His dick? Oh man! But I really, I, I. That is one aspect of the show that I like because it shows just how little people regard for their own bodies anymore. People just don't care about their own flesh. Yeah. Because so, of the stacks. So. For anybody who hadn't, anybody who hasn't uh, listened to me talk about it previously, and for those who just don't know, if this is your first podcast, welcome. Please pay us. <laughs> Altered Carbon is a people. Netflix series uh, set in the not too distant, but distant enough to be fancy future, where people kind of don't die anymore. Like everybody, when they're one, they have this little disc installed in their fucking spine. The rich don't die anymore. The uh, common man do still uh, die. It's a fifty because they can't they can't afford to buy new bodies, and you have to buy it. That's that's why there's government assisted bodies that put ten year olds in bodies of fifty four year old smokers. No, the woman wasn't a smoker. The point stands. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah so the, the, little yes, yeah, little stack in little thing. In the base of your spine, well, the base of your brain, 
that essentially Which is like is alien technology. Yeah, that essentially downloads your consciousness into it, and then that can be re that can be reinstalled into other bodies called sleeves. Which, like, that's another thing that it's like, oh fuck, they don't even care about the bodies anymore. They, it's not a, it's not your body, it's your sleeve. Yep. Oh, the rich essentially have infinite bodies that they can always that they can just fucking like jack into whenever they need to be, whenever they need to. So they are essentially immortal. The common folk, um, they have. There are a few reasons why a bunch of them won't restack, won't resleeve. Like some of them have, some of them have the monetary reasons, like we said. Others have religious reasons because there is a big religious movement that is the neo Catholics. Yeah, that is essentially trying to pass legislation that forces law enforcement to not be able to resleeve people if they religiously don't no, no, want no. to. Or something. They like were that. trying to pass. Uh, the, there was a counter group that was trying to right. pass legislation that required murder victims to be resleeved. Sorry, my bad. So that they could uh so that they could testify against their murderers but the neo-catholics were really against it because as far as they were concerned if you got got, ever got spun up for any reason at all you were going to hell bargle fargle god is against this yeah which okay that that's an interesting perspective our main Uh, guy takeshi kovacs a Japanese Polish man in a white dude's body. Uh, he is. I don't remember the exact. I don't remember the term for it. Envoy. Yeah, he's an, he's an envoy. Essentially, essentially a stack spy. He's a murder machine. Yeah, they they like yeah. they they were trained to like a ridiculous degree to um basically instantly be able to adapt to anybody they jump into get it combat ready and then um insert themselves into then, the civilization then the society get uh, acquire allies essentially just like build up a resistance cell in an instant to do whatever their masters wanted of them like super like super soldiers slash super spies yeah basically yeah that's the exact idea behind them. Yeah, and like we see this kind of like from the from the jump. Like it's kind of it's actually a really great uh, little bit inter, of storytelling they inter, for him. They interlace a lot of just his day to day with flashbacks, memories, and my personal favorite hallucinations. <laughs> yeah, my personal favorite of his experience. My personal favorite is when they first resleeve him to Joel Kinnaman. Just it's what so 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 like when he first re, when he first resleeves. It's essentially being born. Like all the all the bodies that ha- don't have a stack in them, they are just in. They're essentially in like artificial wombs. Just a bunch of fucking plastic. Just a bunch of like plastic wrap filled with fucking goo. Some kind of some kind of paste. Goo. With like tubes Ugh. going down your throat and up your dick or whatever. And then when you come out, it's essentially being born. So the muscles are like atrophied and stuff. They haven't like really been used at all. If it's like a, if it's a new, if it's a new fucking sleeve, then it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is essentially a baby with hair. And with like most people, it's like um, once once they get resleeved, it is like being reborn. So you kind of just fucking slop around or whatever. 
He comes out in a second, is ready to murder a motherfucker, and then just walks out totally fine. Yeah. Well, he takes a shower and then walks out. <laughs> but, being. yeah, like, you're not supposed to be able to move, really, afterwards. And because of his envoy training, not only does he get over the shock of being in a new body in seconds, which is supposed to take hours, he also almost kills a guy. <laughs> Like, like within the time of his recovery, like he hasn't even finished recovering before he beats a guy up and like starts shouting demands. Yeah, he breaks a motherfucker's nose and is still like fucking weak knee, not knocking that shit around. And everybody's like, "Dude, fucking what?" Yeah, it's great. But yeah, and so he was brought back to solve a murder. Specifically, the man who hired him's murder. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Who cares? Because the future, motherfuckers. <laughs> Shit gets weird. This show's great. Yeah. Um, we've, like, I've been introduced to a few more characters, um, including the detective's mother. Um, there are several side characters, including a young female detective who is following him for reasons that I don't want to spoil because the show is awesome and anyone who isn't watching it should go fucking watch it. Seriously. I I, I, I will kill you. Watch it. This show is this show is possibly one of the best written pieces of fiction I've seen on Netflix. Oh Roscoe, you better get on it then. I will end you. You wanna die your first week? I can but, scare um, him off. Sorry, <laughs> there's um, many, many frogs outside. <laughs> I think I can see one of them uh, staring uh, at for me. For those of you who need to know, Rascal lives somewhere in the nebulous region that is Australia, which means yeah. we will definitely be making jokes about monster animals constantly. Yeah, and if he's ever I gone for a week, he's I am currently terrified. Yeah, I am currently terrified of the frogs staring right at me. <laughs> I don't know what it's engendering. Okay, what you gotta do is you gotta get a didgeridoo and then play the song of its people. <laughs> oh, that's racist. <laughs> then, if that, then if that doesn't work, get a two four of Fosters. That's also oh racist. No, you know what I do? I'd give it a VV. Then it'll take care of itself. <laughs> Sprinkle some salt out there and summon, I don't know, some murderous fucking eagle or something i don't know speaking of uh, which i'm gonna have to ask you about um the emu wars oh i'm on the emu side that's my political (laughs) stance i'm on the emu side oh no Um, rascal's defected (laughs) race traitor (laughs) (laughs) no yeah that's my political stance i'm on the emu side um and since emus won uh you know what that's a good boost for my the victors ego. write the history. Yeah. yeah, so have you gone in for your neck enlongment surgery, or is that still in the books? No, that's, <laughs> you know, it's a like a six-month wait, surgery wait, uh, so, uh, you know, that'll be happening in the future. <laughs> okay, just be sure to give me, like, a like a little notice ahead of time so I'm able to prepare and schedule accordingly. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> oh. Okay, I have not seen Altered Carbon yet. Um, you you need to. It is. I yeah. I it do. It's it's on the list. Uh, move it to the top. 
Okay. All right. That that is that is my opinion to anyone who says, "Oh, it's on my list." It is really Move fucking it good. To the top. It is a brilliantly written piece of fiction. The characters are fairly engaging. Um, to give you guys an idea of our list of characters, um, I believe that we've already talked about uh, the detective who's following him and well hates his guts at the beginning. The uh, hotel he's staying in that's in love with him. Ah, uh, Poe. Uh, My favorite character. Um, then there's Black Guy. And I say that because I have already forgotten his name, and I feel bad about it because he's actually an interesting character. Please, Black um, Dad. Black Dad, um, whose daughter was killed by well, uh, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. That that's one of the big mysteries in this, and uh, kind of one of the reasons that Poe is also a character. He. He just kind of like learns essentially. He learns like VR therapy, basically. And so they, it's like they put her fucking stack into the hotel. And so the hotel is like, ah, yes, welcome. Let's talk. Let's talk you through your trauma and help out. Here's a bunny. Yeah, it's it's great. He he's 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 a licensed psychosurgeon, which means getting that real shit. Yeah. See, I have questions, but I feel as though those questions would be easily answered if I just watched the damn show. Well, feel free to ask your questions, and I will tell you whether or not I'm going to answer your question, or if you should just watch the show. Okay. I can't. No, but I've kind of decided that. Ooh, I definitely need to watch the show just so yeah, I can answer no, these questions. No, no. Um, <laughs> uh, there's an entire subsect of the VR society, which is great. Um. <sighs> What else do what else do I feel like I need to mention? Like there is an underground fight club where you get to watch like sleeves that are specifically designed to do horrific battle. Oh my god. Fight. We haven't gotten to see a fight yet, but we've seen and, one of the sleeves. And the wealthier people will just murder each other casually. Yeah, cuz they're angry. Yeah, as long as you, as long as you don't damage, the, as long as you don't do any damage to the base of the brain or shoot them in the head with an energy weapon, the stack is going to be fine. So there's pretty much anything other than headshots is fair game. Yeah, well, definitely um, moving it up the list. And something that we have, something that we haven't really talked about, um, just the look of this fucking world. It looks kind of Blade Runnery, which you might some people might have a problem with. I am totally fine with that. Like future yeah. future like, dystopia has like fucking two settings: Blade Runner and off-brand Blade Runner. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's also horrible ruins, but cyberpunk Blade uh, Runner, a cyberpunk future dystopia future. I mean, yeah. And also, to be fair, uh, in the sequel to Blade Runner, we get horrible ruins, so that is also kind of Blade Runner. Fair, then. That is true. Yeah, there is ruins. A whole lot of them. God damn it, Blade Runner's stolen all the settings. <laughs> yeah, all like, the future, <laughs> all the future dystopia settings. Yeah, like we get down yeah. to the world. We get down to like the fucking street level shit, and it is just wet and grungy and constantly raining at all times. But but there's like but everybody has like these little contacts that do like an AR overlay around the world, and it is just fucking sensory overload, bright neon fucking fish and 
Japanese characters and hotels just screaming hookers at you. Did you see that episode of Futurama where they went on the internet? It's that. And like when Kovacs first gets there and puts the thing in, he just starts freaking the fuck out because he's also on drugs. Yeah, he is ridiculously high at that moment. And then and then the detective comes along and essentially installs an ad blocker into his eyeball. Well, puts it on the back of his head. The point stands. Yeah. No, it's great. Like Cause it's it's that's how he finds Poe. He finds Poe by get like like one of the ads is like Do you want women? Do you want comfort? Come to the Raven. Come to the Raven. VR, v, uh, AI hotel. Yeah, it is It is so weird seeing a dude dressed in, like, full-on Edgar Allan Poe-esque regalia, surrounded by just bitches in bikinis. You know what I think the greatest thing about, uh, about this show is so far? I don't think he ever got those hookers. No, he didn't. I don't think he ever got those hookers. He did <laughs> I think not. he's just been he's been satisfying himself on the other women that are throwing themselves at him. Yeah. <laughs> Walking around with his Hello Kitty backpack. I, I I the first time I watched through I was like, where the hell did that come from? And now I'm now I've rewatched the first episode. I'm like that's literally where all of the drugs were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he just shows up, buys that dude's drugs, all of them, and then just was walking around the rest of the series with them. Well, no, I think he finished the drugs because we never see him taking again. But he keeps the backpack. Yeah, he keeps the backpack. I guess he just likes the style. I mean, when you have a Hello Kitty backpack, you keep it. Yeah, I mean, in the future, that is going to be a fucking like collector's item at this point. That's I true. mean, the collector's item Unless now. Hello Kitty is even more popular then than it was in our time. You know what I mean? As hard as that is to believe. I mean, sorry, I mean, as easy as that is to believe. I much prefer the idea that, like, at some point in the next, like, five years, like, all the original Hello Kitty cells just get destroyed or, like, some virus goes around destroying all Hello Kitty presence on the internet except for, like, a couple people who saved it on, like, fucking floppies or whatever. So like, yo, did you want the Hello Kitty? I got fucking, it just pulls it like a fucking 512 megabit floppy disk. It's like, yo, I got two episodes on this. They're fucking, they're 144p. You want them? <laughs> 75,000 new yen. Oh, man. You meet up like a dude in the back alley and he's like, he pulls out a, like a good old VHS tape. He's like, yo. Let's go. I got that real shit. <laughs> he's got that real shit. <laughs> I will not provide the VHS player, but I've got it. You pay like fucking 25000 an hour to just go in and just like touch a Hello Kitty mascot costume. <laughs> there are already people that do that. Yeah, but like less, cre- like less sexual? There are already um, people I don't know do how that. you can get less sexual. Uh, I just like, no, like dance uh, around doing the Hello Kitty dance, like singing whatever. <sighs> your dick stays in your pants or your fursuit. <laughs> <laughs> that brings a thought to mind. Oh, no. Oh, God. No. I don't want to no. know. I don't want to know. Our fursuit's VR now. Oh. 
Can you sleeve yes. into a furry? Yeah. Th- or is it just AR? Do you just like fucking go in, just like put, put, fucking put in the contact lens, and all of a sudden you just walk into a fucking like Looney Tunes cartoon now where everyone's I'm fucking angry because there was nobody at that super rich guy gathering who was furry. Yeah, come on, dude. But there we, would totally we all, be one. We all know those fuckers' eyes wide shut every time they get together. There's some, there's some dude there. There's some dude there, like civilly got his fucking sleeve installed with like a rotating tri dick. Just hey, ladies, ready to go? Oh my god! Rotating tri dick. Does it vibrate as well? Well, going at that speed, it kind of has to. Obviously. Yeah. All right. It's like the flash. It's like yeah. rotates at such a speed, and he's able to like go at such a rate that it that it's like that works like fucking. Uh, like airplane machine guns. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just like, it like, we're just like, all right, all right. So just like get in this formation, just like lines up properly. And then just his hips are like thrusting at a rate that is conducive to him spinning so that his, that each dick ends up in a different vagina every time he goes. <laughs> These are the conversations we have, people. Yes. The perversions of Altered Carbon. Welcome to the Even show. Even though it's filled with naked people. We're talking about the perversions that they've missed, that they would be wo- loath to not add on because it would be inaccurate. Well, I mean, they already have the lady whose fucking skin exudes literal ecstasy. Yeah. I'm just saying, you need to step up, dude. The guy who wrote this book, you're almost there. You're almost to Caligula. <laughs> when he wrote the book... Were fairies even a thing then? Maybe that's why it's just been missed. Furries aren't the only fucking thing that just gets worse as sex gets more advanced. <laughs> yeah, re- like re- realistically, th- that is a major misstep for this show. There's some, there's the some dude up there if- who just has a bunch of hookers and a catapult, and it's like pull and pulls out a shotgun that fires his dick. I mean, they obviously like are like demonstrate the perversions of torture and uh, murder getting at worse and worse because people will actually strangle hookers to death. Yeah, but, but that that's that's like some fucking like entry level immortality shit. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not even immortal, and I can think of worse things. Come on, people. Yeah, if you are over 200 years old, you've killed enough people that it's not interesting anymore. Or at the very least, you're getting close. So you need something new to spice that shit up before you just kill yourself. Well, apparently he's never taken a life. Oh, laddie fucking da. Mr. Fucking White Toast Immortality, bitch. <laughs> Honestly, I would have probably killed someone just like... Like, just because at that point? Yeah, just like, well, let's see what this does. Well, I'm different. Well, no, like, anger-inspired vengeance or something like that. Not just, like, because I'm different. I'd probably just do it because I was bored. Just like, oh, done everything else. Let's see what this does. Because the first thing I'm doing is killing myself. Oh, yeah, no. First thing I'm doing, I want to see what that's like. After I've confirmed that, like, I can't actually die. 
Yeah, just just all right. So everything yeah. good here. All right, sick. Later, bitches, and dive and dive fucking belly first onto a wrought iron fence. Oh, oh, gods, no, no. Oh. Heroin overdose. Do it classy. <laughs> yeah, classy. Bitch, it's the future. Would... Do you know how much a wrought iron fence would cost? Dude, do you know how painful that would be? I don't want to go out in pain. I want to go out in bliss. <laughs> it's y'all a pussy. <laughs> I'm, no, okay. I'm on the bliss side in here. You... <laughs> Don't yes, let do Dead the- Man bully you into taking a more painful death. Yeah, yeah. Don't let Don't let Dead Man bully you. I will never f- try to force you to do something that you are not comfortable with. I will just re- incessantly mock you for it. <laughs> he will. He will. Oh, he's he still you know mocking what? me for not killing our friend James in D anD. D. I you mean, that's you what you, that's why you keep letting him play, right? No. <laughs> You know what? You know what? You're the dude who's on the sidewalk, um, yelling at the other immortal dude up on the um, high, like you know, skyscraper to do a backflip as he jumps. That's who, that's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm in my car directly under it, waiting to fucking race him. Yeah. Oh man! I had the equivalent of a crash helmet on my would- neck. I, I'm just going to say this, flat out, no question, this is what our society would be like if we had access to D&D spells. Yeah. Just mass hedonism. Because true res. True fucking res. No, dude, oh, one motherfucker yeah. gets wish, and then we're all fucked. <laughs> just because the, per- the person who would get wish first is not a good person. No, actually, probably yeah, not. Probably not. If they're like you know, if they're beelining for it, they've got bad motives. Uh, if they're just casually given it, but no way to actually use it, that might be different. You think that? Yeah. But if you do what I fucking, I know. If you do what I know you want to do. Oh God. Rewrite all of reality? The amount of fucking retconning that has to involve. <laughs> I know. That's why that's why that's why I said that. So you would never give us access to wish. I fucking Because I know what my character would do. This we're off topic. Um we'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. No. No, like Altered Carbon is a must watch. If you like to think you must watch Altered Carbon. Period. It is one of the best shows that I have ever watched. Period. And just to be clear, you don't need to think to watch it. It helps, but you can still enjoy the show if you don't think. Don't fucking segregate our audience like that, Cave. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every single member of audi- our audience is capable of thought. In any grouping, at least like a third of the people are are just like, eh, I don't want to think. So that you just you just insulted three people in our audience. Gotta be honest. <laughs> One third of a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's absolute zero and nobody else. 
Absolute Zero is our only patron. I mean, he was smart enough to uh, be our only patron, so... <laughs> yeah, get into the ground floor. Yeah, and Dead Man's yeah. insulting him. <laughs> hey, you're the one who said one-third of a person. I imply that there were others out there. At least nine. At least one third nine. Because I cannot imagine one person making 79 SoundCloud accounts just to follow us. Okay. Three people. There. One person does not like to think of our entire <laughs> viewership. There we go. I'm going to say 10. <laughs> just a one up. Anyway. Because you know. Seriously, <laughs> okay. though, we love all of the people who listen to us. Uh, yes. Thank you for your continued support. Yeah, thanks, Mom. <laughs> We'd love to hear your support on all the social media. Please visit us on Patreon. Links, all in the description. Yes. Um. On, and on to the second thing I watched. I thought you only had one thing in your very, very busy schedule. No, yeah. no, no, no. I only had one show. I had one show. I had two things. And the second thing is Quiet Place. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Quiet Place. A movie for deaf people. (laughs) (laughs) That is my lead-in tag, because most of the conversation in this movie is sign language. Oh, that's pretty good. Is it I learned the sign for stop. I now know that, and that will never leave my mind. You guys want to know a cool fact? What? I know... I actually... I took classes for Auslan, which is Australian Sign Language. Um, And unfortunately, we have a suburb in Western Australia called Coburn. But it's spelled as cock... Burn. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, the, nice. so there's okay. So there's the normal way to say Coburn in sign language, but the more ruder way of saying it is to just sign little cock and then um, uh, a lighter be or like a match being struck underneath <laughs> it, uh, and that's how you sign Coburn. <laughs> oh, that is the greatest thing ever. That's the most Australian yeah. thing ever. Um, so I'm going to. Try to talk about A Quiet Place without spoiling A Quiet Place, which I'm not very good at. I tend to give too few details, but I'm going to try. So, A Quiet Place is a movie centered around a family unit as they try to survive after most of the world's population, as far as I can tell, has been wiped out by strange insectoid monsters that hunt exclusively by sound. Oh. Yes. Um, and it does this, like, I wish horror movies didn't have to do this, but I understand that they do. It does the standard, alright, we're gonna spend the first, like, two-thirds of the movie making you like these characters. It's going to be a little boring, but first two-thirds. Then they die. Because 
because I can I know all of the tropes I know like I've watched movies and written books and such so I know all of the tropes I know how the story's gonna go Ooh. oh a lot and it's and it's a it's that part's a little bit boring but um like the move the like it's worth it for the last third of the movie which is just sitting on the edge of your seat about to shit yourself with fear because you like these characters now and you don't want anything to happen to them. <laughs> um, our cast includes Dad. I don't know any of their names and I don't think they were said either. I don't think the characters were ever named in the movie itself. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Dad or John Krasinski. Our, our characters are Dad who I believe is played by John Krasinski. Yep, Jim from The Office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who is Beardy Man Radio Expert. Yeah, it is real weird seeing fucking Jim from The Office now. Yeah, he's like a fucking woodsman. (laughs) Like, he's like the guy who would charge into a scene holding an axe in one hand and throw it and behead two wolves before it embedded itself in a tree that it felled. Yeah, giant thick beard, very well-fitting plaid. Then we have the wife. Emily Blunt. Uh, Yes. Uh, Who's... Well, she's, she's great in this. Um... And then we have the children. Um, one who has a cochlear implant, which is a like, In that single instant, I understood why this family had survived in an apocalypse where you couldn't make a sound. Mm-hmm. They were used to not talking. And it made so much sense to me. And hey, fun fact, the actress is actually deaf. Cool. I mean, kind of sucks for her, but... It's it's good that they actually cast someone who fit the role. Yeah, this is um this is actually a direct quote from John Krasinski, who also directed the movie. Oh, well, oh, he did an amazing job. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. he said that uh, he sought out a direct he sought out a deaf actress quote for many reasons. I didn't want a non-deaf actress pretending to be deaf. Most importantly, though, because a deaf actress would help my knowledge and my understanding of the situations tenfold. I wanted someone who lives with it and who could teach me about it on set. Actually, you know, I think I remember reading uh, maybe the same article or something similar, and it's like they actually did talk in ASL in between takes, and like that was just how they communicated on set at all times, essentially. Well, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a great way to stay in character. I mean, fuck. <laughs> but um, the wife mostly provides the role of I need to be protected. Well, she's also pregnant. Oh, uh, she's... Pl- let me get to that point when I get to that point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's pregnant. Okay, I'll save that. That for is a part that I'm angry about. Um. Then you've got uh, like, so you've got uh, the deaf girl who, like, she's she's a well-rounded character. She shows all of the signs of like, if we got more of a movie about her, she'd be a good character in it. Uh, overall, she's an okay character for a horror movie. I mean, you get as much out of the character as you can get. And uh, we've got eldest son who, well, he's a bit of a scaredy cat who has to overcome his fears in order to help 
save his family, yada yada, blah blah blah. Character. And then arc. we've got then we've got youngest son who's an absolute piece of shit moron. <laughs> well, of he's course, the youngest, yes. of course he is. <laughs> so um I am going to list the, the like this the one the one problem I have with this movie is that otherwise intelligent seeming characters are forced to commit acts of horror stupidity syndrome HSS it's a chronic condition amongst horror movie characters and we're doing and what we can to help please contribute what you can for this the cost of a coffee a day we can help these fucking idiots <laughs> the very first sin a child who is old enough to understand that he needs to be quiet, is told that he cannot have a toy because it is too loud. He then turns the toy on. Uh. <sighs> First sin. Heinous sin. But they are a child, so we can accept this sin. The second sin. I'm not going to get into why, but the characters all blame themselves for something bad that happened. Uh, except for eldest son. He doesn't care. Well, he cares, but he doesn't blame himself. <laughs> um, they each blame themselves. And instead of what a normal modern family would do, which is sit down and talk about it, they eat, well, sign about it. They've bottled it up. And are just letting it fester inside of them for a year. Which well, okay. I can also understand that one. Yeah, that's pretty. That one's not I so much horror stupidity syndrome as yeah. people not talking about their feelings. It happens. Yeah. Um, but the final piece of the greatest sin these characters commit in this movie, and again, this isn't really horror stupidity syndrome so much as just a horrible sin, but I would have to think that it is because they're in a horror movie that they did this, because there's no other fucking reason they'd be this stupid. They create the noisiest kind of human. <laughs> a baby. She gets pregnant, <laughs> and they have a baby. In an apocalypse, where you can't even talk at normal volume. So here's the thing. I'm fairly certain she got pregnant before the world ended. No, she didn't. The okay, movie wait. takes place 473 days, mostly, after the apocalypse. We see okay, the characters so that's, 89 that's days after the apocalypse. She is not pregnant at that time. We know that given her birthing schedule and all of that, she has been pregnant for uh, roughly eight and a half months. She got pregnant after the apocalypse. Oh, did she? So, yes, that is bad. But to be fair, they need to fuck, can't exactly find condoms. Yes, you can. They were at a fucking pharmacy in the beginning of the movie, and condoms can last for up to 30 years. Well, also, fuck me, Also, you don't necessarily need to fuck, like, and, you know, Dude, it, get pregnant in that case. You know, like They needed to fuck. Like, it's a stressful goddamn situation. I can understand needing to get laid. I really yeah. can. It's a stress relief, man. But condoms, lady condoms that I can't remember, diaphragms, diaphragms, birth control. 
Spermicide or gel. Okay. The pullout method. Or even the pullout sex. <laughs> Just any number of <laughs> the these options. Because this woman is an older woman, so honestly, they would have had to try. Maybe, maybe they were too worried. Maybe John Krasinski was too worried that the pull-up method, like him just fucking spooging on a person, would just cause too much noise. <laughs> also, I mean, oh, okay. Imagine you know, grants on them to keeping them that quiet during the apocalypse, you know? Now, and like the, then the next point, they're highly intelligent about how they keep how they plan to keep the baby quiet. The problem is the fact that they had a fucking baby. They are bringing new life into the apocalypse. That is one of the gr- most grievous sins. I mean, and it's not like a zombie apocalypse or a nuclear apocalypse where the world will get better. For all you know, the world is over. And you bring a life into it? And I sound like I dislike this movie, but no, I fucking loved it. It's why I hate this part so much. Imagine if the sound imagine if the sound of what killed you was the sound of your own fucking spum hitting your lady's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just this very light, wet slapping noise and your head's gone. Oh my oh <laughs> No <laughs> It's too uh, much to think about. <laughs> and like other than this, the movie is so smart. It's just a few key problems. A few How moments even... where our heroes are absolutely moronic. And it absolutely How would you even keep me. quiet during the birthing process? Like, is that not... She bit down on her hand a lot, from what oh, I okay. can gather. Um, the problem is, the baby's gonna cry! Yeah, but the they baby, did actually have like... a plan for that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, because it's actually okay. a really great reveal in the movie. Um, what their plan was and how they execute it, but they did have a plan for keeping things uh, quiet during the birth. I'm going to assume a terrarium. I'm not going to say. I'm really not. Or some kind of iron um, lung barometric chamber kind of thing. Just like poop that baby out into a tube, falls into just a fucking pressure chamber that is soundproof. There is one other problem I have with this movie, and it's it's that its foreshadowing is so heavy that you'd think the four was black. It's, oh, okay. The, the foreshadowing is bad. Like, like... It would be like me. I am doomed to die in this film by slipping on a puddle. And I go and get ice from the ice machine, and a cube falls on the floor, and we slow-mo the cube hitting the floor, bouncing twice, and sitting. And my shadow, as I walk away from the cube, I mean, it's shot really well, but you know there's going to be something to do with that puddle. And then occasionally cuts back to time-lapse footage of the cube melting. It's not that bad, but fucking Christ. Chekhov's ice cube. <laughs> Fucking Christ. It's like... Mm. The foreshadowing was so bad that I turned to Birdie and said, I'm going to go to the bathroom because I know what's about to happen and I don't care to see it. Because I was so annoyed by it at that point. Because I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I walked out and I come back. 
And I, I turned to him and I said, they did the thing and now they're doing the thing. I'm not going to say what it is because I'll spoil it. You'll probably figure it out on your own, so I'll leave it to you. You can feel smart. Uh, don't, put, and, don't put money on that bed, dude. I'm a fucking idiot. And Birdie <laughs> turns to me and he went, exactly. And I just sat down confident in, in my knowledge of movies. Uh, I have seen a movie before, and thus I know movies. But it's, it's little issues that prevent this from being a perfect 10 that lowers it to, like, uh, I believe we use the star system, so it lowers it to a four-star movie. And I, I'm sad about that, because it's it's such a good movie otherwise. I just looked this up. Three people were involved in the writing credits. Um, I didn't mean list five, but it's two people listed twice. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It was like original idea and then screenplay by? No, no, it's like three screenplay pies and then it's two dudes again going story by, story by. So I, I guess they did two of the you know, no, so work of the yeah, same. So I'm, what I'm assuming it is, is those two guys were like, hey, what if a movie where nobody talks? And like and like ear monsters kill people. Yes, okay, we need a, we need a guy to come help us. Like, yo, buddy, come over here. We need to write a screenplay. It's like, yeah, fucking yeah. sure, it's 3 a.m., but whatever. I need to work. I've been eating ramen noodles for the past se- for the past seven years. The absolute like the other thing that annoys me is like they figure out how to kill them, and it's like that's something the military should have been able to do. Really, okay. Hmm. Well, okay. From IDME, it seems that John. Is involved in both directing, acting, and writing in this movie because he does the screenplay as well. Um, so I don't know how much he was actually involved, <laughs> considering he's in three aspects of it. Probably maybe a lot. He's just a fan of maybe he's just a fan of foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Foreshadowing so heavy, uh, it turned into a black guy. And I'm not talking about, like, regular black guy. I'm talking about, like, skin the color of midnight black guy. That's how heavy the foreshadowing was in this movie. Just drops an ice cube, comes back. Hey, what's up, Tyrone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so glad that we're continuing with the ice cube metaphor. Mm. Anyway, um, but yeah, I've said as much about the movie as I can without spoiling it. So uh, both of you, um, try and see it. Just try. I managed to talk for almost an hour. Good for you, caveman. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because we kept getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, rascal. Hi. I um I have a list of things I can talk about, but Alright, this is your first time, no fuck it up. Gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, since we were just talking about foreshadowing and the ice cube metaphor, I want to talk about Netflix's own open house. <laughs> this is <laughs> dumb okay. name. Th- okay. This is the most disappointing film I have watched. In a long time. This okay. The setup. This 
this movie is very well made. It's like good camera shots, nice editing. It's like, you know, there's, um, you know, there's like, oh, good use of medium and long shots, all that kind of stuff. It's well made for no plot. Nothing happens in this movie. Nothing. There's no, they do a lot of foreshadowing. It's exactly the same thing, you know? It's like they left an ice cube on the floor, they showed that ice cube five different times, and you know what? They die in a river, or they die being strangled. <laughs> it, 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 it's, oh my god, so this is terrible that, foreshadowing. It's that kind of movie. It's so bad, and I was so... Honestly, like, I would say angry, but it's disappointment. I'm so disappointed in this goddamn movie. Um, well, I mean, it does have the so, kid from fucking 13 Reasons Why, so how could you not be? Oh, is that where he's from? Okay. Yeah, I think that, and also the Goosebumps movie. <laughs> oh, maybe well, I the, Goosebumps the Goosebumps movie. movie. I secondhand watched the Goosebumps movies, so it looked alright from, like... 20 meters away. Um, I got five minutes into it and had to stop. <laughs> um, I don't think, so I, even, I, don't think I even got to Jack Black's first scene of the movie before I gave up. Oh, and what's the point of watching the Goosebumps movie if you don't watch it for Jack Black? Because I read the entire Goosebumps series seven times as a child. Yeah, that's the reason you should watch it, but... <sighs> It could have. It could have been. A, it could have been a goddamn motherfucking piece of shit. Fuck goddamn anthology movie. It should have been. Yeah, it should have been just fucking Jack Black sitting in a goddamn room with a fucking tome telling you stories. <laughs> you know what they could have done? Goosebumps did like a reboot series uh, a few years ago. I'm saying. Yeah, I think like, like new night. Some, some kind of new nightmare thing. Yeah, new nightmare things where they're all at like an amusement park that's based off the Goosebumps. Oh, Horrorland. Um, yeah, Horrorland. That's it. Um, they could have done a movie off that. Like easily, that's more but of they a won't. yeah. That's like a linear structure they could have followed. Yeah. They never fucking do that. No. Instead, instead, it'll be some fucking bullshit adventure movie. Like, hey, we got these two teens. One of them's into this girl, and the other one's a fucking Spurglord. <laughs> We're going to be showing okay. you, like, things you recognize from the books, but not actually using them in the context of the book, because, like, get fucked. We didn't read the books. We looked at the covers. <laughs> yeah, that's about accurate. Jack Black's in it because yeah. he needs to get paid. Yeah. You'd think it would be because um, of the love of the series, but no. It's, nah, bitch. It's, it's no. money. It's that motherfucker got a parking ticket to pay off. <laughs> oh. Okay, so open house. It's, um, hmm. <sighs> All right. I'll explain the plot while Dead's away. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't just for you, Kevin. We don't, we don't say when people are away. <laughs> it, it breaks people the illusion know. of the narrative. As does whispering <laughs> creepily into the microphone. I got poop, god dang it. <laughs> <laughs> He's still there, fuck. <laughs> okay, so Open House, most disappointing film I've watched in like a decade, um, which is saying wow, something. Wow, you have not he watched a lot of movies then. <laughs> no, no, this, I was so angry at this movie. I was mad for like two weeks afterwards. Um, okay, so Open House, it's uh, essentially... This uh, this young child who's like you know ready to go up to be like 
Like, he's fast enough to be an Olympic runner. Um, he watches his father die uh, in, like, a very bad, like, you know, no-consequence crash near, like, a, a convenient store. And then uh, because of his father dying and his family having money troubles and that kind of stuff, um, his mother takes up on an offer his aunt gave them to go live in their, like – like their holiday home that's up in the mountains where it's snowing and it's very pretty while that holy while that holiday home is being sold off and that's where open house comes into play um so the premise of the movie is that these two are now living in this uh holiday home which is very pretty very big and every sunday they have to leave the house for a good like six plus hours while it's open and people are looking at it to buy um Oh, this movie's so bad. One, like, at the start, the child, the, this young man mentions that he's never been at this holiday home, which makes me so mad because his aunt has owned this for, like, years. Why has she never taken her sister and her, um, her nephew to this house for a holiday? Why? No. Distance. If, no, they seem pretty for close. The family. They seemed pretty close in the first, like, ten minutes no, no, of no. this movie. No, 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 I don't mean they were distant. I mean, was it too far? No. Was this, the husband's they, uh, job interfering? No, no, no. Okay, the literally the the, the, the wife and the husband uh, bought this years, yonks ago, and now this, uh, the current, you know, the, the, the mum and, and the son, it took them maybe a couple hours to get there. You know, it was like a road, like a short road trip to get to this house. So there's like no other reason why this family couldn't invited their other, like, you know, other part of the family to just have fun. But anyway, that's another hiccup on my end. Um, God, I hate this movie. Uh, and then as they proceed to go along this movie, this, uh, the the mum she accidentally flirts with um you know a clerk at a store uh they experience an open house there's like you know moments with the basement door um where it opens and it closes and you know the phone rings and they pick it up and all they can hear is the echo of them themselves talking on the phone and it's a Oh, it's a mess. Oh, there's also an entire... Se- this is where heavy foreshadowing comes in. There's also, in like, a, a moment in the film where the steps, uh, they're, like, old and they break. So one of the steps is broken. They heavily, like, you know, close up on the board breaking, a close up of this, um, sun, like, you know, stepping over it. They... They foreshadow this five times that something's going to happen with these, you know, with these steps. Something is going to go so wrong. So it's the ice either. cube. It's, it's the ice it's cube exactly, It's exactly the ice cube, but just a, just a broken step. Nothing occurs of it, you know. No one gets their foot, you know, hurt. No one trips and then is carried away to be killed off. Nothing of that happens. Um, so they, they, had, they had an ice cube, but it evaporated before they could do anything with it. Is that what we're uh, getting you at know, here? No, you know what they did? They had an ice cube. Oh, hit the mic there. They had an ice cube, and what they did is that every time the character went off, they put it back in the freezer and then took it back out so that there would still be an ice cube with when the characters came by, and then eventually the character just ran off and did, you know, the, the ice cube got no use. 
they just they kept they kept keeping up this goddamn step and i was so mad because i was thinking oh what are they gonna do with the step nothing got nothing just like his acting career <laughs> yeah it's just like the acting career oh, oh i'm so mad also, I, I've been thing waiting to make that joke since we started using the ice cube as our metaphor for the foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a good setup. <laughs> good joke. Um, uh, no, next, never say that. My jokes aren't good. No, I will support you. No. <laughs> um, next thing they set up, which does not get any payoff, is the um heating system in this big house it's like you know it's like a proper like heating system in the basement where they have to turn on the pilot light um and they set it up that every time the mom's having a shower the killer or the house or the ghost or whatever which they did not set up um would turn off the pilot light and she would have to go down in her towel, still dripping wet, to turn back on the pilot light so that she could finish her shower. They do this like three different times in the movie, um, where not logically she would stop having a shower, get dressed, and then go to the basement, but instead would go down nearly butt-ass naked to go down into the cold basement to relight the, mom the fire. Hmm. I mean, she's typical mom. P- typical mom hotness. She wouldn't be too hot. I think she's about average. Uh, okay. So then... Yeah. No, no justification there. No no justification. No justification on it. Um, and yeah, they do that. They do that three different times. Uh, the son also does it a couple times. Still, there's no payoff for this. No payoff at all for the basement at all, except for the end where she gets stabbed by the sun. But even then, that comes out at a bit of left field because that was not established in the rest of the movie. They're like Wait, they foreshadowed the, everything the else. The sun is the killer. No, okay. Here's another thing: they don't establish the like antagonist of this movie. So, in the Netflix description, it implies it is. A ghost. It implies that it is the father's ghost now haunting them after his death. That's what the Netflix description implies. That's what I came in going, um, thinking of. When you actually watch the movie, it implies a ghost. It implies a man who is very much alive and is not a ghost. And it also implies um, a man who may or may not be alive. How does it imply so the, the ice three- <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's the lead. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, feel, I feel like that kid's not, enough, not good enough an actor to play such a rough character as the Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is, No. <laughs> it's like even if you get like a really oh. smooth ice cube, you look inside. There's all kinds of weird cracks and shit in there. It's a very layered character. <laughs> it is. It's a very layered character, and I feel as though we should have brought in someone who's maybe had a bit more acting experience. You know, someone who's dealt with that kind of maybe similar, uh, you know, ice cube archetype. Someone black. <laughs> Don't worry, I know the Definitely exact guy. Someone black. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, mother. We bring I'm him. Here. Bring him. God, bring him back from his Terminator reshoots. Do not worry, mother. Okay. Let me just ice your wound for you. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? 
Honestly, it might have been a meteor, it might have been a volcanic <laughs> eruption. No one really knows, but it, we know it wasn't the Ice Age. You know what killed, the, you know what killed dinosaurs? The Ice Age, you know killed you? Me! <laughs> oh, God. I'm getting flashbacks to Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay with that. So this movie... This movie sets up, one, the ghost. It sets up that the house is haunted. The house is not haunted. Is two, living in the walls? it sets... Oh, who knows? They set that up too. They set up... Yeah, they set up everything and we get no payoff for it. The second thing they set up is that there is a woman who's dealing with Alzheimer's. Um, or that's their explanation from another character. And uh, this old lady, uh, she, you know... She, no, no, no. She she's kind of whiff waffy on whether her husband is alive. So, um, you know, in the first like first scene where we meet her, it's like, oh yeah, you know, my husband is dead. I understand your loss. Um, very creepily, but that's what basically what she says. And then in the second scene where they meet, she goes about, oh yeah, my husband. You know, he's healthy as a horse. Um, so for the characters, there's a bit of wish wash on whether you know. Is this husband actually alive or not? Oh, um, my husband gets home, you can talk to him. He's on his way back from his own funeral. <laughs> it's it's very close to that. It's very close to that. <laughs> uh, it's um, always great whenever dead man's uh, whenever dead man's gags are fulfilled. Yeah. I've seen movies too before, <laughs> caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the next thing they uh, they establish that they set up is that it is either it's a man who is alive and he is either um, tormenting this family um, because he wants to have his own or he's just tormenting this family for the fun of it. So they kind of set up two alive killer setups here. Um, because in one instance, uh, you know, these two people, they walk in after their open house and they find that there's a full Christmas dinner laid out for them and there's Silent Night playing in the background and it's very creepy and it's implied that either the ghost or this human person is like, oh yeah, I'm here to relive my Christmas dinner with you. Eat, which is which is fucked up because you know nothing cu- fucking comes of it. I'm so mad. Um, <laughs> or it's just ghosts just living in the walls and living in the basement and is now tormenting these people because the ghost may also be their dead dad, which is which is it, and that's it. But you know how they actually die? Stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Literally, the nice, Set up the nice, handsome billion clerk. different goddamn ways they could fucking die, and then just some dude with a knife. Exactly, exactly. They could have been, you know, they could have frozen in the snow. They could have, uh, you know, died from a gas leak. All sorts of things. All sorts of things. They could have tripped and fallen on their head in the fucking stairs, and then that would have given some kind of payoff for the fucking stairs. They, they could have, oh, they could have so gone mad. full foundless nation with this shit. They could have. They could have. They could have done so much. Cube, the next thing you know, they're next thing you know, they're on fire. <laughs> they could have, and it would have made more sense because you know how these you know how these people die because it's a horror movie. Of course, they have to die. Yeah. Um, this random dude who's like all dressed in black, blah blah blah. He um enters the uh, he kills 
um, a store clerk who came over to help them. Um, he purposely, uh, like, hits the kid unconscious and then pours water on him so that he freezes in the snowy winter night. Um, and then captures the mum, puts her upstairs and, like, you know, ties, ties her up, breaks a few fingers. Um, and this dude, instead of, it's established, it's been established that this dude, this young son, this young man is a runner. He runs and he runs very fast. He does not run in the climax of this movie, so there's no setup for that. (laughs) There's setup, no payoff. There's, uh, yeah, there's no payoff. There's no payoff to any of this. He literally, they set up that he runs and he's a fast runner and that they're not too far from town and that they, he could run to the police station that they have already met and, like, you know, said, hey, we're concerned about this house. We're concerned about our lives. He could have done that. But no, instead, he goes into the house, finds his mum, uh, breaks her free, and then ends up getting her recaptured brought down to the basement where he accidentally stabs her. Um, oh, it was accidentally? Then, yeah, exactly. It was yeah. accidentally. Literally, she was just in this long hallway that, like, you know, they had set up to be, you know, ghosts or not. was not actually ghosts. Um, and even at that point, they had established it was a man. But even at that point, there was no man, so maybe it was still ghosts. We'll never know. Ugh. And then... Um, yeah, she just walks, he's got a knife in his hand, and she just walks into him, so he accidentally kills his uh. mom. And then, and then he uh. runs for once in his life, he fucking runs for the point of it, and he runs into the woods. Oh, tell me he doesn't run like a runner, tell me he runs like a goofy idiot. Uh, yeah, he kind of runs like a goofy idiot, because he's not wearing his glasses, so he can't see nothing, so he's literally he's just running into things and tripping over stuff. Oh, um, that is the best thing. You yeah, know, I am a pro-long-distance runner. Ow, ow, mm, <laughs> yeah. ow, mm, ow. Essentially. Essentially. Why is there um, a tree there? <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, uh, there is actually a really funny moment uh, in this end of the movie, which I don't think they were going for. I think the, whoever was in charge of this movie was like, oh, yeah, this will be a nice scene to make it more angsty. But more or less, it's funny. Because since he can't see, he hears footsteps coming, so he lies low behind a log. Um, and then we literally see the woman from earlier with the um, with Alzheimer's just walk by, stare up into the stars, and then keep going. And it's like... It's meant to feel like, oh, the angst, he, you know, he could have gotten help from this old lady, but instead, you know, he was too terrified to do it, which is dumb. Um, and then he just continues on with his run, and the movie does not end with him dying, which is then he's strangled by a river. Uh, that's how he goes. Strangled that, by just, a river? Strangled near strangled a river, not river. strangled by the actual river itself. He, he, okay. Yeah, he's, yeah okay. he's not strangled by, like, water spirits. No, no, no. He's, he's like, lying on the waterbed and he's strangled by the dude. Um, which the movie still has not established if whether he is a ghost or not. Thanks, movie. And then the last shot of this movie is the camera panning towards a sign says, Open. Come inside. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. There's no actual plot to this. So, hey, fun fact. Fun fact. So, Caveman, have you seen the episode of Legends of Tomorrow with George Lucas? Um, 
That's the one where they're getting Rory back, right? Rip. Yeah, I know. I I, I forgot names. You know that. Yeah, I know. I just I just making sure for everybody out there. So there's an episode of Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, where they have to go back in time to get Rip back and also stop the Legion of Doom from killing George Lucas. The guy who plays George Lucas wrote, directed, and produced this movie. Oh, no. This movie is entirely his vision. Oh, my God. That that's terrible. It was just one man. He he wrote. Well, he wrote it with someone else, a woman named Suzanne Coote. There was no there was no plot to this movie. They did so much setup and then halfway through they they realized fuck, we've got 10 minutes left. So then they just decided to kill everyone. That's this. That's this movie. How can you go there's two people involved and they did just not write a plot? I thought you said you played D&D. <laughs> different (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's different and you know it yeah so suzanne coot the only other thing she worked on was a short film called welcome home lee and was the production assistant in the on the heat the sandra bullock melissa mccarthy vehicle Okay. I'm a lost of words. I'm a lost of words. Yeah, the second I fucking saw the post, the second I fucking saw this pop up on Netflix, I, well, I'm like, well, that'll be a fucking disaster. I- yeah, one of my rules for horror movies is if you make me laugh, you have failed beyond measure. So... Yeah. There is definitely a scene near the end where you go, oh, this is meant to be scary, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. The entire movie sounds like that. Oh, it's just, just it keeps... So, it's, so much tension and build up to fucking nothing. Yes. and But the thing is, what's worse is that it's so well made. I would give this movie a pass if it wasn't as well made. If this was like... Two cameras, shitty cameras, like five students were involved in this. I would give them credit as that they made a pretty good movie. But this is a proper production. Like, actual money went into this. So what you're saying is you want a... Is you want the same production team. You want a shittier version of this. I, I would prefer a shittier version of this movie. Because then I could give it credit for at least trying. Or... But this is would so you prefer- bad. Or would you prefer the same production team, same, you know, cinematographer, same editor, same all that shit, but yes. give them a better director and writer? God, yes, definitely. Just give them, like, an actual I, script I, with a story in it and then let them just fucking go nuts. Oh, yes. that reminds me. There is one definitely. more thing about um, A Quiet Place that's really good. Um, they don't let you imagine what the monster looks like. <laughs> and I know normally there's a oh leave it up to the audience. No, because they have a very solid monster design, but my Ooh. brain would have created something much scarier if I had been allowed to. 
So by actually giving us good, solid glimpses of the monster early on, I'm very happy with the fact that it did that. Because, well, the monster works. And that's a problem with so many horror movies, where their monster is just goofy-looking comparative to what you think it should be. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, fucking Jeepers Creepers. In Jeepers Creepers too, he looks goofy. Well, yeah, it's kind of hard not to look goofy when you're throwing fucking bone shurikens at people. <laughs> that is difficult, yes. Honestly, I think with any kind of horror movie, you have to give a good portion of your... If, you, if you're a monster horror movie, you have to give a good portion of your budget to the monster. Character design. Oh, yeah. Actual, uh, like, movie-making, like, product. You have to. Otherwise, it just turns into shit. Yeah. Or Did you, you do it the, the normal way. That's uh, so a rascal. Did you ever yeah. see The Ritual on Netflix? <laughs> That's a fucking monster. Which one on Netflix? The Ritual. Oh, that was amazing! I actually I have it on my list of things to talk to, uh, talk about. Oh, that was that fucking monster. That that monster design was perfect. Honestly, that's like high tier good monster design for a horror film. That yeah, it's was like a giant elk amazing. made of like five people. Yeah, it's like you yeah. Know, I'm gonna be watching that uh, once I beat Dishonored. So uh, <laughs> Dishonored two, I've beaten Dishonored one. I'm not that far behind in my gaming. I am. I haven't. <laughs> but once I beat I Dishonored two, like I'm gonna be like that's on my list, and that's right after finishing Altered Carbon. Honor, yeah. I honestly, I would say watch it as soon as you can. It's so good, and like it really does keep you scared. The only thing is though. Near early on in the movie, you hear the monster make a noise, or you hear a, a monster-esque noise, and I could just not get scared at that point, because I've heard my own cat make that exact same noise. <laughs> I think I've made that exact same noise. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I have to feed my cat now, uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I literally, I paused the movie, and I was like, Ripley, are you hungry? I f- did I feed you today? And then I realized she wasn't even here. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, great. Yeah, that so that was great. mainly my only gripe with the movie is that just at that one, like, you know, one second sound early on, I was like, oh, I can't be scared of this. It's just my cat. <laughs> I want to hear but that I'll sound clip it. now. <laughs> the big problem is my wife doesn't like horror movies, so I can't really watch them around her. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want her to be like freaked out. So, well, then what you gotta do it's... is wait for her to go to sleep, then watch it by herself with headphones on, and then when you get to a really scary part, put the headphones on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then then I'll be minus a set of testicles. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, come on, dude. We we both know you haven't had them for years. Anyway, I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, I made this joke too recently, but pretty sure only one of us is getting laid. You don't need testicles for that. <laughs> no, but helps. I... <laughs> yeah, you can't come back from that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to th- like. 
The dick is the important part there. <laughs> no, actually, the testicles are because they produce testosterone, which is what helps you get erections. You got pills, they got implants, you can just fucking, like, tape a couple popsicle sticks to the side of your dick. Get shots. You, you know what, come back to me once you've had sex, and then you will be able to understand <laughs> anything. I want to talk to you before I die, dude. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I also... <laughs> Sorry. I want to that. talk to you before I die. Before I die. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched um, Ritual's a really good movie I also watched in full uh, Lost in Space The newest Netflix release I am about halfway through that I started watching that And was incredibly bored with how long They lingered on the card game Oh yeah I see yeah That's the first ten minutes (laughs) I was mainly just I was mainly like kind of annoyed with how much unearned sentimentality they were having. Yeah. It uh, yeah, episodes are an hour long and I think in some cases it felt like they were dragging it on because they had to fit that hour long, you know, requirement. Yeah. See, I really wish shows wouldn't do that on Netflix. Like go the YouTube model and just be like the videos as long as it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, they have the opportunity. Like you know, they don't have to fill in a time slot on TV, so they they have the opportunity to do it, but they still stretch it out. Now there is one show that has like embraced that model far too much, in my opinion. Voltron. <laughs> no, Voltron still is even trying to fit a fucking model. Makes me mad. They're, they're just trying to fit that model in increasingly shorter seasons. Pretty soon, a season of Voltron is going to be one 22-minute episode. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but anyway, anyway I, I lost in space. I watched it in full over about two days. Uh, I stopped watching for a good half day after episode six. Um, because I got, uh, very, I got very attached to the robot. I'll admit it. I got attached to the robot. I loved him. I thought that he should have just killed the dad character and then become the dad of the family. (laughs) And I think if he did do that, the, the whole, you know, dynamic would have improved. Oh yeah, because like the dad is the worst. The dad is the worst. Okay. And I watched the original series as a kid. I watch it like every Every like day, um, you know what you you know what? There's a character in, the, in in a video game that I can highly recommend to you. Um, he's in Fallout New Vegas. Um, you New have to, you have to do the side quest for the um uh the 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 casino, and you he he wants to get some prostitutes. He's a robot by the name of Fisto. I think, <laughs> I think you two would get along Girl. very well. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining him as an AI hotel. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining what, like, you know, apparati he has on his, uh, you know, his limbs to be called. Probably the Belladonna bitch fist. <laughs> um, Do you have the Belladonna bitch fist, caveman? <laughs> yeah, you okay? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a big rubber fist that you shove up people's asses. Based off the fist of porn star Belladonna. Okay. Didn't know that. Didn't really want to know that. Now I know Lost that. In, Lost in Space is a wholesome show that I'm definitely pretty sure would be PG on TV. Fisto. <laughs> I like how they got away with the uh, acronym there. Um... So there's the bitch fist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Just a big rubber forearm with a fist at the end of it. You know, some people go all natural and just do it, you know, get someone else involved and just shove their arm up their ass. Well, as I just explained, not everybody has that option, rascal. <laughs> Um, oh, so in the, in the original series, I remember what I was on about in the original series, the dad character was not a military man. He was just an all round general scientist. Yeah. Like that was kind of the thing. I I remember that from like uh, whatever the original series and from the movie starring Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, even uh, in the movie. Yeah, he like, was the, the best mo- part of that movie. Yeah, the Robinsons were a family of scientists. That's why they went out to yeah. fucking space. Yeah, exactly. But in this one, they kind of... I feel as though... Because, in, okay, in the original series, Judy, the eldest daughter, she wasn't a science person. She was more, like, music in that. I think she had, like, a music career before she decided to go off with a family. I think that was her backstory. But in this one... In the most current one, they made her a doctor. So maybe they just gave all the like intelligence the father had in the original series, and then just give it to his eldest daughter. Um, I, I guess, and then because this char- this character no longer had any personality, they just stabbed on the normal standard military man archetype on him. I'm a gun boy. I don't understand my science family. Yeah, guns. Hoorah, let's play baseball, son. Hoorah. Let's play yeah. easy. <laughs> the 3D Can we do virtual baseball instead, Dad? You got a dying cage <laughs> in your fucking virtuals. Back in my day, we threw baseballs and got broken bones and racist like we were, like we were meant to be. But the robot lets Hargle, me play Hargle. with <laughs> baseball VR. I don't care about the robot, son. Ooh, it's a weapon. Yeah. Um, that robot's a fucking illegal alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You think I'm joking, oh, but no. you know, that's literally, that's one of the points in the series, yeah. Um, actually, you know, I prefer, okay, halfway, like, I don't know, in episode two or three, the, the alien changes into, like, a more humanoid form. Oh, no, that was, that was um, the end of episode one. Was oh, that it? was episode one, okay. Yeah, like, he meets, like, he meets know, the robot, kind of saves the robot from being, like, the robot was alive, cut in half, and putting it together fixed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So then the robot went out into fucking whatever, and he's like, hey, I need to go help my sister. Can you fucking help? And the robot, like, 
morphs into a person. Yeah. See, okay, I like the old character design. I like the four... No, sorry, the two, like, frog legs plus four arms. I like that design. I think that was pretty cool. But I understand why they switched to human, to humanoid. One, because it's, like, costs, of course. And also because they had a really good practical, like, robot suit. Except like, for I the hands. Like, I, me- I remember when, I remember, like, when we saw the guy, like, yeah, this suit looks good. Then we get to the hands, and it's just, like, oh, yeah. badly gesticulating hands, yeah. fucking models. Like, some puppet or yeah. have a seizure on the sticks. Yeah, the hands... Not great. I think it's because it has seven fingers. Um, wait. Yeah, seven fingers. So uh, is I it just a six? To count my head. No, because he's, like he's got like the three standard each alien five. Arm? No, I think he's got the standard five, and then he's got two extra ones that are like a, fur- a little further down on his wrist. I think. No, no. From, from, from what I remember, like, I remember, I remember, like when he did like the handprint thing. Oh, maybe he, it is six. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he has four regular fingers and then two fingers? reverse thumbs. Yeah. Okay. You know that is right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the weird wrist fingers are. Yeah. Um. But like, that's really good for like, you know, special effects that aren't CGI. That's really. I'm really impressed. You know that they managed to actually get a proper dude in a suit. Um. Because I think if it was CGI. Uh, too much of the budget probably would have would have had to have gone into that, and it wouldn't have looked as good. Mm-hmm. Um, though, admittedly, from like a character like monster design, I prefer the old version when he was more CGI. Um, but yeah, the dad character was a weird change to turn from a scientist into a military man, um, and I think it's just so military. standard now. Yeah, he's just military. Ooh, uh, I'm not allowed to 3D print a gun. <laughs> um, yeah, he tries to fucking 3D print a gun. <laughs> but the robot oh, managed to Christ. do it. Yeah, then, I know. The, then the robot comes down, hacks the 3D printer, and prints Will Robinson a gun. Yeah, because it's like Will Robinson had a bad nightmare about him from his old like PTSD flashback. Um, and then he's like, okay, this robot's essentially like, I... I am fully, I've fully adopted you, but if you're scared of me, here's a 3D gun. Oh, here's a gun I have 3D printed. Um, yeah. It's and, a piece of shit that, because any 3D printed gun is a piece of shit. Well, it's future but, yeah. 3D printing, so it's, it's better. It's future, future. Yeah. It actually works. Actually, they do. Have you gotten to the, where the gun comes up again later uh, on no, in the No, the last, the last episode I saw was when the robot came back and fought off the crocodile dogs. Oh, okay, from being left alone in the cave? Yeah, he was left alone in the cave. Robot comes back, saves the day. They're getting just, they're fucking working him. And then and then Will's like, hey, go back to being evil to save all of us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dr. Smith! Dr. Smith is a a, a nice or weird change? She is really weird. Okay, so Parker Posey is the playing Dr. Smith. Legion of Spiders. She's not, she's not that level of weird. Yeah, she's not. She's not Gary in the Oldman. Original, what yeah. I was saying there is, you can't really top yeah. that. Yeah, you can't top yeah. that. But yeah, so she is. I get to really get a read on her. She's just kind of a yeah. con man. Kind of a con man, because in the original he was just generic evil man, and I think in the movie he, he, he was, was also generic also evil man, Robinson. but he was like he was. He was, it was like more flamboyant because it was Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in this one, because they've made Dr. Smith into a woman, and because of how they adapted it to like the new 
2010s, 2018 audience. Um, they couldn't, they couldn't really go with an over a top flamboyant kind of villain. Um, which is, I think, a shame. I think I might have, I think it would have made it more funny. Like, it would have been funnier if the, if Dr. Smith was just the good old Dr. Smith, just having fun yeah. and like going, yeah. <laughs> it's like, who's oh, spy um, it is? <laughs> yeah, like, so we'll run and protect me from that damn robot. Yeah, so Parker Posey is playing Doctor Smith, which is not even her real name. No, she is not a doctor of any kind. She's June Harris, I think. Is yes, her yeah, her name, name is June Harris. Uh, she initially gets yeah. onto the Jupiter mission by drugging her sister and ripping out her implant that serves as ID. Ah, implanting it in her own yes. arm. Yes. Scanning it in, gets on gets onto the ship, uh, gets confronted by somebody who knew his who knew her sister. Yeah, she's immediately found out. Immediately found yeah. out, and then accidentally kills a guy. Oh, I wouldn't say accidentally well, kill a guy. Like well, no, she so, had so the chance. The she accidentally threw him into the airlock, and then intentionally didn't cancel it. Yeah. Cancel the airlock uh, expungement or whatever. Yeah, and then is immediately arrested <laughs> okay. again. Immediately, immediately rested, and like you know, the the captain has a good old you know captainly talk with her. Like, oh, good news, we don't have a justice system. Bad news, we don't have a justice system. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's not. She plays. Uh, she stole the identity. Eventually, in order to be Doctor Smith, she stole the identity of like um, a dude who was injured. Yeah, as um, the robot was wrecking shit, he's like, "Oh God, please help me! Please help me!" See the thing, Doctor Smith on his jacket. Well, this is mine now. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> then hops into his Jupiter and just fucking dips. Yeah, with two with two mechanics, um, one of whom makes it alive, the other one doesn't. Yes. Um. Ah, the mechanic, uh, Don West, I believe, he's our pilot from the original series. Yes. Um, Is that the Matt LeBlanc character? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc is the cocksure, I can do this, gonna sleep with the boss's daughter pilot. Exactly. Meanwhile, in this, he is a smuggler who has a bizarre relationship with a chicken. Debbie! Oh, I'm I'm glad they didn't keep Debbie from the original series and the movie. Because in the original series and the movie, Debbie was a monkey. Um, but, <laughs> but now, Aunt Debbie here is a chicken and is obviously attached to Don West, the smuggler, and not Penny, the, like, 12-year-old. Um, who's not 12-year-old in this new series. So, I, like you know 15. what? I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for the chicken. No chicken left behind. Hashtag. Oh. <laughs> space hashtag. Um, space hashtag. <laughs> no chicken left behind. Um, so, but smash you know what? Tag. I like the. Uh, <laughs> yes, smash tag. <sighs> um, but yeah, I'm here for Don West adopting this chicken as like his pet and also lucky charm. Um, yeah, every seat he should have that uh, chicken. Yeah. Just like, just like when, he bro- when he broke the Robinsons out of that fucking satellite dish that fell over. It should have just the first thing they see is just... <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The char- new character, Debbie West. We no longer have Don. It's Chicken. The Chicken is the smuggler. Um, is also a mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Just see, just see the chicken strutting around with a fucking socket wrench. 
Yeah, the chicken, it's still a normal chicken, but it literally does everything Don West does um, out of pure chicken hijinks. So the storm's, clo- the storm's clogged up our engine exhaust. We need to clear that out. Debbie, are you on it? <laughs> it's like, we need to clear these eels from the engine. Debbie, can you do this for us? And then she just, just turns to do across between Don West and El Pollo. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, we write way better Dr. movies Smith. than we watch. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> well, that's because we're idiots. So we we're willing to embrace the stupid, and sometimes to write something really great, you have to embrace the stupid. Yeah, sometimes you have to embrace um Debbie West, the mechanic chicken, in order to create a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, so it's Debbie West versus Doctor Spiders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. And Danger. <laughs> and then one ep- No, no, no. For one episode, we give her a serum that temporarily turns her into a humanoid, but she despises it the entire time. So, like, one of the scientists is like, don't worry, I will fix this. And immediately reverses it. No, no, they, they turn her into a human, and her chicken brain isn't able to handle it, so it's just an hour of her screaming. <laughs> And then her trying to eat seeds off the ground, and then people going, no, Debbie, you're yeah. human now. I was like, I'm trying, trying to eat this, but it keeps breaking my nose. <laughs> Here, Debbie, here's understand. a bucket of popcorn. Back, back. My head's too big, I can't get safe. into the bucket. God, what hell is this? <laughs> she starts screaming her lungs out again. What the science rot? <laughs> she has a full-on... Um, Frankenstein monologue of like, <laughs> what has science done to this? Why does why has God made me in His image when I was before, before when I was perfectly fine before this? Yeah, <sighs> and no one's there. No one's there to watch. And then as soon as she finishes, she just goes back into like screaming chicken mode. <laughs> <laughs> and that sparks uh, a that sparks a long winded relationship with the robot. Oh, oh no no no. <laughs> Dad, the robot kills the dad first episode, um, and then adopts yeah, the robot family. robot kills the dad, becomes a new dad, cheats on the mom with a new chicken. New dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody, sorry uh, about that. E, we're back. Every once in a while, Discord just like this. Just back oh, to yeah. squeeing about... Um, Chickens and spider mutants. Oh. Yeah, I don't Actually, know if you heard what I said I last, now. but last I heard, last, last was like, yeah, so robot kills dad, comes a new dad, cheats the mom with the chicken. Yep. Cheats yeah. the mom with the chicken, yep, definitely. Um, but with yeah, how they actually did it, it turns in the, the show, soap opera, the chicken just throws a martini in the mom's face. <laughs> <laughs> she's still a chicken, she's a chicken at that point, though. Yeah, she's so still like, 100% so, a chicken. Just, just like, use yeah. fucking, just like use talons, just like flaps up and then martini in the face. Yeah, someone gave her a martini. Probably the robot dad. Yeah, robot dad gave her a martini. That was full of like the full bird seed. <laughs> Instead of olives, it's like fucking just like, hey, here's some vodka and some vermouth, and then just like a half pound of bird seed. <laughs> Go nuts, new chicken wife, my dear Debbie. <laughs> um. <laughs> now I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask a serious question. How yes. is Debbie holding the martini glass? Well, it's, it's just on a table. It's just on, yeah, she's just but standing by it. But how is she supposed it? to throw it in uh, the wife's face? Jumps up, grabs it with her talons, and then just fucking... Yeah. 
So so it's not so so it's not so much as her throwing the martini in her face, so much as her throwing the martini glass in her face and some martini gone on the mom. Yeah, and while the martini contents is just thrown across the floor. Yeah, just like just like she goes smack in the face of the martini glass, and then there's a small like, there's a small martini stain on her on her jacket, and just birdseed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially how that scene pans out. And then it's, you know it's a straight cut to the next scene where they're like playing catch outside. Yeah, it's basically Dynasty but with a robot and a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, God, this is so this is such a better show. <laughs> Like, well, this is a better Austin's comedy. It's this better comedy, a better yeah. Comedy. This show is alright. Not, not the space better. drama that it is. Yeah, it's it's alright. Like, like I was I was able to watch it. I watch it in full. Um, if you don't, if you've never watched the original series or the movie, you probably understand it fine. Um, it's a good maybe like romp in space, but you know nothing to rave about. But. I mean, we made it a far better comedy just then. <laughs> yeah, one thing that kind of a couple things that kind of bug me about it is, um, for one thing, they're not alone. No, they have like fifty other family. Like, maybe not fifty. So this is a Voyager like situation. Yeah, like 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 so. Yeah. So, so the story of it is, Robinson family as well as like as well as, as well as like a hundred other people. Yeah, like twenty other yeah, ships they, involved, other Jupiters. Well, 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 they were all part of one ship, the Resolute. Yeah. The which was essentially the space station the- that was taking them to Alpha Centauri to build a new world. Mm. Only the best of the best were allowed, and that included uh, that included Will Robinson, who technically failed the exam, but then his mom like sucked some dude off in an alleyway, <laughs> and was like, yeah. "Yo, you're good." Yeah. I wait. Have you seen? We actually get to see a flashback of that. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, but I, I we get okay. to watch her blowing him. Wow, no, this show <laughs> no, is it's, it's, no. it's, it's, it's the it's the business equivalent of a blow job in the alley, which is like like leaking plans. Yeah, she pretty much. I think she did something or other, like you know, had a contact with a shady mobile phone contact. Um, yeah, mobile phone being then, email. Yeah, <laughs> and then she not, not even she like, not even like she did email or like some weird private server thing, just like her company email. Yeah, literally, yeah. She did not try very hard <laughs> to, like, keep it on the down low. Um, yeah, so, yeah. But I think they tried to raise it up for a bit of, like, you know, drama. That, you know, oh, he, ne- he didn't pass the test, so, you know, how is he able to accomplish these things now that we're actually in this situation? Um, but he's fine. He's which got is, a robot. Yeah, and which is what I was talking about. Like, unearned sentimentality and unearned drama. Like... Yeah. Like the fucking kid. Like, like, oh, the kid failed the pressure side of his test. But it didn't matter because, A, he never experienced that situation again. And, B, he found a fucking robot. Yeah. I Honestly, like, this dude could have been... This this young child could be dumb as all hell, but he's got a robot on his side. Yeah, once you have a pet robot, everything else kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, and plus, the mom yeah. is like... The mom is like fucking big dick science lady. Her 18-year-old daughter is a for real doctor. Yeah, for real smart as all hell doctor. Yeah. Her if she if she says child. my fucking retarded child is coming with me, who's gonna tell her no? Yeah. The guy who's not gonna get to go anymore? Fuck him. No, that's what I mean. Like they're gonna be like <laughs> so so it's either we take the idiot kid or we lose big dick science lady. I mean uh, sorry about that, Bobby, but we gotta, you gotta, seen gotta kick a you out. hyena? 
Have you, have any of you, any of you seen what a hyena can do when it's not happy with a male? We're taking big dick. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sorry, Bobby, I know sanitation is important, but like, eh. Eh. Well, I mean, the, the Jupiters in which they're meant to be lived on, like, like, you know, living on while they're at Alpha Centauri, and now that they're on this dumb planet, is that, like, they're family-like sized, so... Oh, that's stupid. But it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, so it is the Resolute heading to Alpha Centauri. Uh, then the robot hits them. Yes, the robot. Oh, you, I, I don't think you've gotten that far about the. I, I don't know where the robot comes from, but I do know that the robot is the one that caused the crash. Yes, ro- okay. Robot did in fact cause the crash, and then he crashed on our pla- on the planet they're currently on, um, and then he kind of resets himself. Via Will Robinson. Yeah, like Will, like like Will is in the woods, just kind of looking out for whatever. Finds the alien spaceship, then then he's attacked by the robot's legs. Yeah. So and Will, then the top half of the robot. Yeah, yeah. So Will like climbs a tree, and coincidentally climbs a tree and lands on the exact same branch that the robot's top half is on. Somehow not noticing. I it. can't. Yeah. How did you not notice that, young child? I know you're young and you know yeah. not good under pressure, but please come on. But luckily, but like uh, then the force is set on fire, and Will's like, well, that's not both of us dying, and then pulls out his like saw rope. It's like full on, it's full on, um, it's like fucking survivor man shit of like some like, like, like rugged wire thing with two handles that you like roll back and forth to cut a tree down. Oh yeah. Yeah, He literally does that. But that, and this is one weak ass tree. Yeah. And also you're in the goddamn future. Have a fucking laser. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the lasers? I mean, I just finished playing a session of EDF, and you have a laser chainsaw in that game, and you're not even in space yet, so... Yeah, these motherfuckers have, like, are, like, fucking some kind of goddamn travel in space. Y'all y'all saying you can't fucking, like, 3D print, like, a chainsaw or something? Or, like, hey, To I- be fair... To be fair, they can't even 3D print a gun. They had to get a robot to do that. Yeah, well, but there's a difference between a gun a and a laser. <laughs> well, there was probably a security uh, uh, code in place that the idiot father didn't have access to. I think that was something like they, I think he had to contact, you know, the yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like he, he plugged yeah. in his fucking USB drive to, to like, to like download the plans for, a, to 3D print his gun. And then it's like. It's like you are trying to you are trying to print something that is outside the regular codes and con- like safety co- codes or whatever. Contact your administrator at. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh fuck this! I'm on a yeah, like, planet fuck that in the noise, middle dude. of nowhere." You have any idea what the fucking yeah. long distance calls are from space to India? <laughs> and I think at that point they didn't even know if they were like alive. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's weird. <laughs> But yeah, no lasers. There's no lasers yeah. in this series. And then uh, another problem they kind of have with is the robot because they're not because they're treating the robot as essentially just like a reference machine, and only but he only has one reference. Yeah. Or well, I felt it was very cheap for him to go in the first episode. Go danger, Will Robinson. I felt as though we should have earned that. Yeah, like the, like the like the first time he says danger, Will Robinson. Will Robinson isn't in danger. Technically, no yeah, one is not, except it's, it's, Judy. His, yeah, his sister. Yeah, his so sister like, is frozen in ice. 
And so the robot comes in, goes, danger, Will Robinson. And then holds his hand out and then fucking thaws the ice. So there was no danger. Yeah, it's, uh, it felt so cheap. It felt so. Che- it specifically felt like a very, like, oh, this is purposely a reference to the original series and all Yeah, movie, it felt. It know? felt like that, that, that moment. Eris was to go like, ah, yeah, he's not a thing right now. Yeah, it felt exactly like that, and I feel as though it would have felt better if we had actually earned it. Like you know, if he didn't talk until Will Robinson was actually in danger. Heck, I would have been fine with him constantly talking, but actually make sure that re- that it's Will Robinson. Hell, it would have been better if he had said, Danger, other Robinson. Whatever yeah, he's like, Danger, yeah, human. the robot, like, talk for realsies in the original? Yes, yeah. he does. He talks proper. I mean, like, he plays chess and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he talks, he talks. Yeah, meanwhile, this, yeah. he doesn't say anything except Danger Will Robinson. Yeah. Oh, poo. Even when talking and to other people, once, he only says Danger Will Robinson. Well, no, one time he did say Danger and did not say Will Robinson. One time. He has a vocabulary of three <laughs> words. He's essentially Groot. I, uh, yeah, essentially. And I feel as though it would have felt better, like, I would have been fine with the robot if he didn't talk at all, because he's obviously an alien robot. I was like, oh yeah, he probably doesn't know English. I would have been fine with that. Or if we had, like, actually earned that reference. But it just felt so cheap in the first episode near the end just to hear him say, Danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, and there's no, there's no personality behind it either. It's just it's just flat, monotone, with garbled static over top of it. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it, it was such a waste. It was such a waste. They could have kept it on for later and it would have had more impact. Yeah, it's like slowly throughout the series. They could have like, put Will in danger. Exactly, they could have put him in actual danger, and it would have made more sense. Yeah, like, and like, literally, and like, and like, that's wait. all they had to fucking do. Yeah, and like it, what it could have been is they they have built in a sound effect associated with the robot. They yeah they do yeah. So so it could have just um, been so it could have just been like he comes out they try talking to him he tries talking back and it's just like the fucking horrible static noise and then slowly it starts turning into words until one episode is like he says a word not the fucking one of the three main ones but says a word and they get to the end of the series and it's like danger will Robinson we must leave and then just fucking yeah. turns into the character and just bounds away like a fucking Errol Flynn or whatever. <laughs> Now is where we're like, writing a better space drama. Now we're now yeah now we're writing a better space drama because honestly that would have that would that gives so much like more emotional like like tension and like Wait. you know payoff. Yeah, and it yeah. fucking and it and it also worked with the fucking binge watch model that is Netflix. Like no like who exactly, the fuck wants yeah. to binge watch a series when it's like all right I'm gonna sit down here until the robot says Daniel Robinson Daniel Robinson first episode okay well I'm done. Yeah, it uh, keep those yeah, motherfuckers honestly, coming sh- back. Retention, they bitch. Leaned, yeah, they should have leaned hard into the alien robot aspect of the robot because they they should have done. Like I know, instantly in the first you know episode, they turn him into a man essentially, but like it would have created more drama, would have created more mystery about no, the no. robot and what Debbie they're doing. Turned him into a real man. Word. Yes. Yes. Word. Talk about sucking dick in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the first um, time he says Danger Will Robinson. Like, Will's like, hey, robot, where are you? Danger Will Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, you know what? Admittedly, there aren't really love interests in this drama. Um, 
yet. Like, there's the whole... Yeah, yeah. It might be coming season two. Oh, yeah, they're saving one. it for season two. Yeah, because... Okay, there's the whole romance between the mum and the dad, where it's like they're kind of like on the verge of divorce, and then later on in the series, it's like, oh, we're in this survival situation, and I'll sacrifice myself for you, and no, yeah. I'd sacrifice and myself verge, for you. And on the verge, fucking like, nothing. Like, it starts out... Like one of the one of the early flashbacks we see of those two is the fucking mom saying, "Hey, all of us, all of us got onto this spaceship. Sign these papers, letting me take our kids into space." Yeah, literally. And it's like he first thing he thinks is, "Oh, is this the divorce papers?" And she goes, "No, no, no. This is just to let them go to space because I don't want to deal with a divorce right now." Yeah, because divorce is too ending. complicated. Let me just abscond with our children to another fucking galaxy. Yeah, you'll so- see them on weekends. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you know we'll get a video call. Um, yeah, they, they no, they they head out and they come back for weekends. And they're five years older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So that's one romance they've got going on. Is that kind of like rekindle a ma- romance in you know this survival situation? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Boring as hell. Sorry, um, I wasn't yawning at you. I was yawning at the concept. Potentially another romance uh, <laughs> between Will Robinson and Doctor Smith, because Doctor Smith is all upon that kid. Oh, okay, thing is, though, okay, purely for my own, because I want to keep, I mean, I'll try to keep this wholesome because there's a child involved, but I was like, maybe she can just be the wine aunt involved in all of this, you know, instead of, like. the trashy aunt who comes by every other Saturday to just drink and dish. Yeah, literally, like, that's where I feel as though she, like, if they made it more familial between the character relationships. Hey, sweetie, happy 12th birthday, here's some scratch-off tickets. Yeah, he's like, hey, sweetie, can you get the robot to, like, do something for me? <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, specifically, can you get it to give me a blowjob in a back alley? <laughs> so, here's the thing. The robot can't do that. It doesn't have a mouth. No, no mouth. It's just a big screen eye with, like, okay, a tiny galaxy Okay, a hand job in a back alley? Yeah, oh, yeah, with, with six fingers, that shit gets wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, All kinds of new angles. All kinds of... Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to um, DDP. Then, yeah. it bring, then, it breaks into, then it breaks into the forearms, and then this shit gets fucking crazy. Gets wild then at that point. Um, the claw. Oh, God. Um, they also... There's also... There's also... Because Penny... In the original series, she was like 12, and Will was like 10. In this series, Will is like 11, Penny's now 15, Judy's 18. So Penny, of course, as the adolescent teenager, she gets a kind of half crush on another teenager. Um, that was fucking terrible. And like, th- it, w- it is terrible. Um, though I do like the fact that, you know, in this, Penny isn't very much like, oh, I'm swooning for you. It's very much like Penny's like, yeah, it's kind of the end of the world, and I do want to kiss a dude before I die. It's well, like that, that kind of attitude. Yeah, it, it, it literally, it's that kind of attitude, which I appreciate. Hey, like, my mom told me about this thing called a blowjob not- in a back alley. You want to go? <laughs> and by my yeah, mom, I, like- I mean the chicken that's my new mom. <laughs> yeah, my stepmom. You know, my step. <laughs> she clocks about it all the time. Apparently, he's great at it. Um. <laughs> um oh, yeah, we can do the same thing at this waterfall. Uh, but um. Uh, so that's one budding romance. Oh, if you go to the waterfall, it's a rim end- down there. <laughs> Gotta be careful, though. Her beak can get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Must be careful about the beak. Um, but you get that thing sharp. just right. Just that hook. 
<laughs> the prostate's in there. <laughs> it's in there oh, somewhere in this robot. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> we just made the greatest porno of this series. Um, yeah, fucked in space. <laughs> fucked in space. Um, also, in the later episodes, they kind of... Okay, because in the original series, Judy and Don West were a thing. They paired them up pretty quickly. Um, uh, and I think also in the movie, there was like a lot of sexual tension. Yeah, Judy um, was... Uh, like what's what's that what's the actress's name? Shit, she was in Awesome Powers Two. Oh, I don't know mm. her name. I'm Fuck, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Um. So yeah. So it's kind of like, I guess, in the Lost in Space canon. God. Um. It's kind of like been established that Judy kind of like falls in love with Don, or like Don falls in love with Judy. It's that kind of like because it was the '60s, you know when yeah. it was originally made. So, of course, the most eligible daughter had to be paired off with the other eligible man. Um, Heather Graham, that's her fucking name. Okay. Yeah. Um, but in this one, she's 18, and Don is like... Oh, I wouldn't put a number on him, but he's a lot older than that. Um, maybe, like, he's, late he's 20s? Like, early he's 30s? like 30. He, I, I'm going to say like early 30. mid 30s. Early to mid, yeah, he's like he's much older than that. But in the later on episodes, they kind of tease Ugh. a romance, which is like I don't like this. I Ugh. think there's too much. Yeah, it's too like, much. I know it's, te- it's too I know much. it's technically legal, but ugh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's too much. Like like they kind of okay. They, I'm gonna stop you teases. both because you're being tiniest disgusting ageists. <laughs> no, I. Just, it's very I'm much they treat her like because- a child in this series, which is. In some aspects of it, which is, even though she's an adult, it's still if kind they're of both odd. Co- if they're both functional adults and capable of making the decision on their own, it doesn't matter what we think. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck It's you. just creepy. It is creepy. She's t- yeah, she's technically an adult. She still looks underage. Yeah, and like, with how the narrative and people treat her, it's like she's almost 16, not really 18, or like 17, you know? Wait, no, no, sorry, she's 19, actually. I think. 18-year-old. Well, 18-year-old, okay. But it's, it's just, it's kind of like how the, like, how people treat her in the narrative. She's still a child, which kind of makes it creepier when... Like, you know, they kind of tease at Don and Wes maybe being a thing in the future. I would rather they just be friends because he's a very, like, lovable kind of guy and he'd easily make friends. Especially since they go through, like, a really traumatic thing in the last couple episodes. Hmm. Have you gotten to the the fuel? Uh, the fuel uh, with the eels? No, no, no. Later on. Uh, no. We have to find more. Okay. Now, like like yeah. I said, last last episode I saw, robot comes in, fucks up those crocodile dogs, and everybody's like, Whoa. "Oh yeah, the crocodile dogs." Yeah. You know what? That would have been a good place to say Danger Will Robinson for the first time. Yeah, just like, like just, fuck, just fucking rolls in, hammers that dude in the chest. Danger Will Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, that would have been it's like, fine. Holy shit, you could talk. Yeah, that would have been fine. That would have been pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, and it, it would have been it would have been like a really good thing like in the narrative there because. Everybody knows that robot fucking blew shit up. So he comes back and everyone's like, oh, God, it's the robot that killed everything. But he comes back and speaks English to a child. Yeah, and Danger like it's purposely. Pro- 
Like, yeah, wait a minute. Purposely protecting wait a minute. That robot a killed child? everybody, but it is like. Hmm, this is weird. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Like I reckon that would have made more drama. Like you know, like for the for, and it would have been entertaining to watch. Yeah, as opposed to it turning into the fucking murder machine for half a second, and then the kid comes up and touches it fucking Hulk style. Yeah. Like, hey, long day, buddy. Go to sleep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah, Just, no. like, the murder machine, then a small child punching it in the face. <laughs> Favorite moment from the movie. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. But okay, but like by the end of the second season, um, if they are going to go with any more romantic interests, it's got to be between the parents and Judy and Don West. Um, Because unless we suddenly ship the robot with Dr. Smith, which I I would not like. um, Uh, Robot and Debbie. I think we're forgetting one major one. Yeah. I actually, I don't actually know if Debbie's on the ship by the end of the movie. By the end of the movie. By the end of the series. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I think. Love I think the Japanese been family. Separated by Debbie. I think. Yeah, I think she was left alone with the with the Japanese family. Oh no! How I feel so bad for Don now. Don? Yeah. Oh wait, no. She's gonna be delicious. No, I think Don actually gave the chicken to Judy as like. Take care of Take care Debbie of my for wife. me. Well, yeah. the family, Debbie <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> You're not a West anymore. Yeah. We're gonna go to this cave and put your fucking, <laughs> put your fucking talon, your fucking footprint on the wall next to the robot. <laughs> I think that was sweet, though. That you know, he kind of took a minute to go. Oh yeah, I might be in a family. You know what? They could have really raised that scene a lot more. If he was more alien and like, you know, maybe if he had more flashbacks to his time as like an alien robot killing machine. And like, I, I feel like that would have been a bit much trying. If, if, if like if, if his design had have stayed more alien. If it, yeah, if it, if it had stayed more alien, like his aspect of the character it had stayed more alien, I think it would have been a more touching scene for him to go, oh yeah, I'm part of the Robinsons. Or, or, like, or like, even if he hadn't like stayed more alien, if he had like, if he had like reverted like to his natural form for that scene and just like puts up the three prong yes. fucking claw print instead of his weird like six finger print. Yes, I think, I think that would have been really almost powerful like like that would have been a really good moment for the series um but they didn't go that route yeah that, that was too expensive yeah they spent all the money on this cave <laughs> they they do use the cave in the next couple episodes which i guess you know yeah, they spend enough fucking money on it. how much they yeah they have to justify the budget on it um actually in the later episodes it kind of turns into um you know the first Riddick movie? Pitch Black? Uh, pitch Black. It kind of turns into a little bit of Pitch Black near the end of that movie um, in the later episodes of Lost in Space. Huh. Yeah. It, it's got, so does Will get his eyes shined? No. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> no, I... I I don't. No, I don't think he gets that equivalent. No. <laughs> just be great. Just fucking next just next season. This eleven-year-old's played by Vin Diesel. Yeah. 
hilarious. Come on, robot, let's oh. go. Oh, I loved Pitch Black as um as like a, a very young teenager. Pitch that Black was my is, favorite I think, movie. it's still a solid movie. Yeah, it's still pretty solid. I yeah, think no, I still like good. it. Like, out of the three Reddick movies, yeah, out of the three Reddick movies, I think Pitch Black is still my favorite. Yeah, it's still the best. It's well, the best with like no quotation marks. The best with quotation marks is Chronicles of Reddick. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Colm Fiore and his weird, stupid cellophane teleporting powers. Mm. I didn't I like how... I want to know what the quotation marks are. The quotation marks are around best because the movie is terrible, but it is hilarious. Yeah, ah. yeah it's not... A, I wouldn't say it's a particularly great movie, like, you know, not winning any Oscars anytime soon. But, I mean, it's a pretty good movie for the Riddick's Chronicles. It's a big, goofy, dumb fucking thing. They're on a goddamn prison planet where when the sun rises, it cooks the entire fucking surface unless you're in the shade. Yes. And I think... Like the monsters at the near the end as well. Yeah, this is when they start like getting into like the more mythos of the fucking Furians. Yeah, in the later movies, yeah. And then there and then there are the fucking like necromongers who are the bad guys who are just like fucking huge, insane, goddamn like universe spanning empire come to take shit over. Dame Judy Dench is in it, she's made of the wind. That is so cool. Carl Urban is in it. It is cool. I reckon, you know, it sets up a pretty cool world. Like, it does a lot of world building, the Chronicles of Riddick. Um, I actually I have no idea if they made, like, an RPG or, like, a video game or something yeah, they did. out of that. Uh, yeah, they did. They, they made, made several video yeah, games. Yeah, they made two of them. Um, uh, Escape from Butcher Bay and Assault in Dark Athena. What about um, an RPG? Because I feel as though you could make a pretty good, like, space RPG out of what they built. From uh, no RPGs. Oh, I was about to oh, say, are we going to be taking a hiatus from D&D to go into Riddick? <laughs> yeah, Tales of RPG, only one of you can be a Furion. Because, you know, they're a fucking extinct species. They're extinct species, yes. Then we're going to go to the oh. fucking, then we're going to we're gonna go to the fucking ice planet. We're going to watch, we're going to have you, like, fucking roll to dislocate your shoulders to escape from some cuffs. <laughs> it's going to be oh, great. See, I reckon, yeah, you could, I reckon you could make a really good space RPG out of what the Riddick Chronicles made, especially out of the sec- uh, the other two, the second and third movie, because Pitch and Pitch Black didn't really have much. It didn't really need to. In terms of well, it didn't need to. Yeah, you had, you had the rest well of the characters, and then Riddick was there as this fucking like weird, like not sure what the fuck he actually is. And then when he, and then he fucking escapes, and it's great because like Riddick is just this Riddick is this unknown quantity in the entire thing. And then the rest of the, and the other two movies spend their time. Quantifying him, yeah, they spend the time just explaining his existence, and I think Pitch Black was just such a well self-contained movie. I think someone just fell in love with the character Riddick and then needed to explore more with him, but it wasn't needed, wasn't necessary. Kind of ruined the character, maybe a little, because you kind of remove that mystery of him. Let's not talk about Riddick. Yes, lost. <laughs> we were still on Lost in Space, weren't we? I think so. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a good. I watched it in full. I watched all ten episodes. Pretty good. Um, I think for the second season, they will be going more into the alien stuff. Uh, you kind of have to at this point. The the kind of well, ha- with how they ended everything, they kind of have to. Um, because they, I think there's nothing else for them to really explore uh, if they don't. 
And I feel as though Dr. Smith should not have a love interest. I think she should be, she should still be the manipulative, scare, not necessarily scary, but you know, the manipulative I, f- I feel like everyone aunt. should be in love with Dr. Smith is what we're doing wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of are. Yeah, they all kind of fell in love with her. In well, like, the... like, like Dr. Smith left Don West to die. Yeah. Like, like, and like he she... was still okay with her when he saw her again. Yeah, it was a very sundary relationship there. And, like, the kids, they're like, oh, but it's, you know, it's Dr. Smith. She's the therapist. And, like, you know, the mom is, like, fine with it. There's, like, no suspicion from the dad. Um, yeah, the fucking hard-ass military I, dude who supposedly should be, be suspicious of everybody is like, hey, Dr. Smith, just come on in. Have dinner with my family. Be around my children a lot. Yeah, like, of oh, the... Like, they were really not suspicious about this woman. Um, but I think the robot was suspicious of her for a moment or two. Yeah, um, I think that's why he gave her the, I I think think that's why he gave Will the gun. Maybe. It's like, I, I know you're scared of me, but, like, there's also this crazy woman. So, here you go. Here is a gun. Yeah, like, but, it, like he didn't yeah. really start doing that stuff until, like, after he had after he had met Smith. And Smith's like, Smith, like, knows. Yeah, Smith knows, yeah. Danger Will Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. This bitch be crazy. <laughs> oh, and I can't believe he just stuffs the gun underneath his bed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he just sleeps on top of a gun. Oh, he's so... He doesn't say, oh, like, hey, robot, destroy this, please. Yeah, Is he's there like, something robot- else you're supposed to do with guns? If you don't want them, I- get rid of them. Yeah. Or, like, put them in a safe location, because he's obviously not going to be using it. Yeah, not under your fucking mattress. But... Like, at least put it in, like, a drawer, or, like, a cabinet, something. Yeah, like, hide it in some flour? I don't know. Yeah, like, this 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 is a very... motherfuckers ain't doing a lot of bacon up there. Who's going to find it? Also, this is a very thin mattress. Like, when he he laid on top of it, he would have felt it, too. I, I, I think that's why he put it so close to the edge. Yeah, because because he didn't like because he didn't like shove it under there directly into the middle. He like shoved it in there like three inches from the edge of the bed, on like a double yeah, mattress. Yeah. <laughs> Though I mean, imagine if he did shove it in the middle of like the bed and like you know he accidentally because yeah. if it's so, so thin he just accident it accidentally goes off. Yeah, he just like farts and fires a bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danger Will Robinson. That's a hair trigger. <laughs> And then the robot actually has to come get the gun off him because it's a danger to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. no. Oh, it's I kind of don't want to spoil the next probably five episodes. Then let's not. Yeah, because there is some funny stuff. I'll get there Um, eventually. You'll get. Yeah, you'll get there. As will I. I don't know. I mean. Oh, I also watched another space-related TV show called Salvation. Um, it is not Netflix-produced, so I would assume it has come from some sort of TV network. And Don't count uh, if it's watched, not Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it's it CBS. before I watched Lost in Space. CBS. Okay, that might explain some things. Um, it's very 
kind of cliche standard show. Um, like you can see the tropes a million miles away and you can kind of see where all the beats are in the storyline as well. Um, I only, I only watched, there's like 13 episodes and I stopped watching at episode 10. Um, because for some, for some reason, this show, it like, it had a, it had a plot, it had like an emotional, like an adventure line that it followed, which then ended in episode 10. So it the series has kind of ended in episode 10, but there's three more episodes and there's nothing else left of any more substance that can fill those three episodes. Um so I'm going to assume that the next three episodes are either to set up season 2 and are to like maybe, you know, tie off loose ends that were made in the first 10 episodes. But this series, for all like for all purposes, has finished within a ten episode slot. So I I don't know what it's doing. Dad filling out thirteen episode order. Probably yeah. Um, but yeah. So essentially, the plot is uh, salvation is a uh, there is a very big uh, asteroid coming towards Earth, and um, there's kind of like two solutions to this you send up um something to detour uh, deter it off its course detour off its course armageddon. or you yeah essentially armageddon or um i love that movie or um you make a big uh kind of like uh arc for people and then you send the uh, send that off into space um, so, so for these, the, for those ten episodes, it's kind of like a race between uh, this grad student who's ended up in all of this because he found out about the asteroid. Um, this like billionaire um, who's cocky. He's a cocky scientist, um, super arrogant, and he's got all this money. Um, and a bunch of like bureaucratic diplomat folks who uh, work for the American government. Um, and it's essentially, it's this, uh, it's this billionaire dude going, oh no, my science can, you know, my rockets can do this and do that. And it's essentially the the American government going, no, we have to put obstacles in your way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And this grad student going, oh, the world's going to end, but I have suddenly found my soulmate. I don't know what to do. And, oh, I have to build an engine on all this. Um, there's also some stuff with some Russians, because of course, because the American government's involved, there yes. have to be Russians involved. Yes, um, I know the, I know the asteroid's coming to kill all of us, but like, yeah, fuck America. Yeah, fuck America. Uh, you killed, you killed us before with asteroid, now asteroid will kill all of us, including you. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's drove here, fuck but- asses. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but um so that's essentially that's essentially salvation is every episode it's um it's the grad student worrying about the end of the world and him worrying about his relationship with this woman he's met and his relationship with um this billionaire and then this billionaire is worried about his relationship uh with um, the people in his life, and then a lot of focus is on the diplomats, one of whom is, like, a spokeswoman for the Pentagon, and her boss, who she is fucking, um... Naturally. 
<gasps> the Next, of course. <laughs> She's hammering making... lightly with her pelvis, please. Making sensual love making with this um with her oh, superior. <laughs> um We all know the proper cost... term is pounding the clam. <laughs> So there's a lot of drama with her pounding the clam with um, (laughs) her boss. boss, Because, of course, since he's her boss, they can't have, like, a relationship until she's moved to a different department. Um, Naturally. But now that the world... Naturally. But now that the world's ending, she can't move to a different um, department because she has to be involved with all this. Um, And then in later on in the episodes, um, she, like... The billionaire. This is cocky billionaire. Like you know, he's going to have a sex with any with anything. He's going to be you know knocking pelvises with anyone he can get his hands on. Um, Welcome to the clam and, bit, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> and um, so of course he tries his move on this diplomat. Um, and then at one point they get drugged by Russians. Um, and while they're a bit loopy, they dance together, and like that's the spark of their romance. Fuck um, you! Fuck God! She's fucking Christ. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. I, this honestly, I watched. I watched Salvation before I watched Lost in Space, and before I watched Lost in Space, I was like, okay, this is an alright TV show. But now that I've watched Lost in Space, I'm going, oh, this has just gotten very worse. <laughs> it's very, it's very TV standard. Like you know, you've got like the three different love triangles happening. Um, you've Why got, is you know, every show Desperate Housewives? Because it's easy drama for people who can't write. Yeah, it's easy drama and, like, money-making, yo. Yeah, if you get three attractive people in a room and say, two of them might fuck. Yeah, and two of them are fucking, and two of them hate each other because they might fuck. You know, yeah, the it, proper love people, triangle there. The masses are super into people fucking. Yes. And they want to see that on daytime television instead of at... Night or whenever they need to get their rocks off. Yeah, they ain't uh, getting America, that shit. In America, we have to go to the porn channels. Yeah, they ain't getting that shit in real life. They need something. They need some kind of fucking drama to make their boring ass life seem like it has some kind of interest to it. Like they get home from their fucking cubicle job, pour like half a ha- pour like half a bottle of wine into a goblet so they can fucking dull the pain and the fucking droning noise in their own skull of trying to get them to kill themselves. Yeah, and that's why it don't work. Um, so yeah, so that's why there's like three different love triangles. Literally, I think this billionaire is in all three of them, though. He's like the connecting dot between these three love triangles. Uh, he's in all it's... three of them. <laughs> yeah. Got, the tri- he's... got that tri-dick. <laughs> yeah. Is it a I helicopter? Mean, he has enough, he uh, no, has the enough technology money. hasn't been invented yet. No, 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 okay, he has the money and the resources to make that happen. <laughs> That's literally, no, but the, the thing is, it's a plot in the fucking show, is that, you know, is he that- He has a we, helicopter using, dick? That's a plot no, in the show. No, no, it's a plot in the show, is he, that they, they need technology they don't have. He only for one project at a time, he started with the tri-dick, and then they're going to be putting in the rotor. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this so this billionaire oh. or millionaire whatever with his tri dick he is involved in <laughs> one love triangle between the grad student and 
his, I mean, they say it's his soulmate, but it's just some random woman he met. Um, Fucking random. And rando. then have somehow, yeah, and then has somehow convinced to, like, fall in love with him. Because um, he fell in love with her off, like, one meeting. Um, at a, like, a student pub at uni. Um, so there's, that's one love triangle that he's got one part of his tridic involved in. There's another where um, it's the diplomat, the spokeswoman for the Pentagon, her boss, and himself, um, and that love triangle. And then the third uh, part of his tridic he's got involved in is um, someone he's been obsessed with since, like, he was very young, and oh, those are never healthy. No, not healthy. Well, it's even worse. It's so far more unhealthy because he was so obsessed with this woman that he made a like a futuristic AI. Oh, no. Tess, that's her name. He made a futuristic SI, uh, no, SI, uh. AI that like does everything for him, like opens doors, like like controls his computers, like uh. makes sure like he knows what to dress for the day. And he goes, oh, Tess. Like, you know, Tess, her name's Tess. So, he has a real unhealthy obsession <laughs> with this woman. Yeah. But the thing is, she's married. Like, you know, there was a bad blood between him and his uncle, his rich uncle, whatever. And he said, like, oh, rich uncle was like, oh, if you don't date this woman, I'll give you enough money to be a billionaire. Um, so, he took up on that offer. So now, of course, this woman is married, has, like, three kids, but he's, you know... So, A, that's really stupid, and B, that's a plot line from Danny Phantom. Yeah, literally. That's Vlad fucking Masters. I've been sitting here, like, didn't they make a joke out of this in Danny Phantom? Yeah, they did. Fucking Vlad was obsessed with Maddie, who then ended up with Jack, and so then he made a fucking advanced AI version of Maddie to control all of his shit. Yeah, and he even had a that cat as well. That ended up trying to destroy him because even the AI Maddie realized he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, so she went, so she went yeah. and fucking started banging virtual Jack Fenton. <laughs> I'm leaving you yeah. for virtual Jack. Yeah, so I guess they literally stole that off um, uh, Danny Phantom, but... Yeah, off uh, fucking but Bush Hartman cartoon. Yeah, Not but this, it's from the point of view. stealing it. Ugh. I guess, yeah, they just copied it. But now it's at the point well, of no, view of even Vlad copy Masters. It. They, if they did copy it, then they've missed the entire fucking point of that sketch. Yeah, they they, fuck it, they essentially, yeah. like, watched Simone and were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's literally how that went down. Um, But also, <laughs> because this isn't really a fuck love triangle in this aspect, but it's like, you know, um, it's like... A square because his best friend, who is brother with this woman, is also involved, plus his uncle. So there's a lot of not fucking with that third part of his tridic in that scenario. But yeah, this billionaire. I totally forgot that fucking Martin Mull voices Vlad. That was just a thing. Martin Mull, he's a. He's a long, he's a long running, he's a long running actor. He's been in a bunch of shit. He was uh, Colonel Mustard in the Clue movie. Oh, that movie was oh, awesome. Oh yeah, that was a pretty good movie. I should rewatch that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's been in all kinds of shit. He was um, great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that one billionaire, he he does so much 
there's so much relationships he's involved in. And of course, he's like, you know, the closed off, arrogant scientist archetype. So, you know, he's the genius is too big for his boots. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's essentially that. I think I remember watching it thinking that, uh, we should not trust people who are fucking each other with the fate of the world. <laughs> that like, that, is, that clearly, is actually pretty good advice. Yeah, I clearly have that rem- remembering thinking that while I was watching one of the later episodes. Because, um, you know, at some point, you know, the, uh, this one, this one, like, her boss can and can't do things because he is fucking her. So, like, he can't, you know, defend her in some meetings because he would, you know, it, people would think, you know, he's only doing that because he's fucking her. And, like, in some, and he's actually, you know, both physically and not, and metaphorically fucking her because he's not giving her the resources she need for this billionaire. That's um, why I always have problems watching these, any kind of, any kind of show that has this style of drama in it, just... There are more important things going on. Put your dicks away. Yeah, exactly. There's so much going on. Like, I understand the human need to fuck when the the world and, like, the human race is about to die. But, dear Lord, if you have the chance... Save it for when... Save it for later. Save it for, like, when you you realize there is no other option or when you've succeeded. Yeah, exactly. It's like you've got ten minutes left on the clock. Now you can go. Like until you hit that point, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you ten can minutes no left, longer you do go, anymore. You find out what to do with the next ninety nine minutes and fifty seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know you play foosball or watch a YouTube video like <laughs> that. <laughs> Where that's, are you, know, you? That's what you're gonna do. That immediately after sex, you can be like, "You want to play some foosball, bro?" <laughs> the lounge. Yeah, obviously on which, the couch. Which lounge? What fucking like, <laughs> what like diplomat lounge has foosball in it? <laughs> Mine. No, okay. The billionaire's house has a whole arcade. No, not his house. His like workplace, the lab, has a whole like arcade lounge area that has pool and foosball plus several arcade machines. So you like, can fuck next to science to go play some rampage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, it's my turn now. I want to be. I want to be Lizzie. Fuck you, you're Ralph. <laughs> Literally, what you could do is you could fuck in this billionaire's like treehouse penthouse suite, and then walk down. You know, no, go down on the elevator, and then play foosball and arcade, like arcade games at the same time, and that like within an an hour. I am just. You say treehouse penthouse. I'm just imagining. There's like this billionaire with like this fucking like art deco, huge fucking glass windows, everything, but built in a tree with a rope yeah. ladder up to lead up to a sign that says no girls allowed, spelled wrong. <laughs> fuck no, I it's fuck very... this guy. I want access to some of this shit afterwards. God. Yeah, I honestly, like Yeah, I'm like and like if if, the, you... if that fucking if that fucking like arcade shit is in like a bunker, it's like, yo, fuck the spaceship, fuck all the other stuff, just hang out down here. Yeah, well, no, it, okay, unfortunately... Yo, I got Final Fight and Street Fighter 2 down here, bitch. Let's just fucking hang. Unfortunately, it is where people who actually work with them, like, can have access... Like, it's an actual, like, you know, like, workplace lounge. Um, so, unless you got dressed before you went down, or it was, like, the middle of the night, you would have to, like, be prepared to see other people. Everyone's um, dead, fuck them! Yeah, if everyone's dead, yeah, no one's no. gonna be at work. If they want to watch, let them. It's like, hey, yeah, you can come in here and survive in my fucking bunker with all my sweet arcade shit once the, once the meteor hits, but guess what? No clothes allowed, motherfucker. 
<laughs> Except for you. You keep your clothes on, Steve. Yeah, please. Yeah, Always we, we, keep I, your clothes on. Steve. We've seen the hol- we've seen the a- holiday party. Just please keep the shit away. There is actually an old man involved in this series um, who does, like, he's technically, like, a Russian, um, you know, a Russian mall, whatever, but, like, I would like to keep his clothes on. Um, <laughs> well, you're talking about... Uh, but, yeah, but- uh, I can't... I have an old man voice and I have a Russian voice. I don't have a Russian old man voice. What no, 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 are stick you with talking the about with this, huh? No, stick with the old man voice because he's not actually Russian. He just sold all his information to the Russians. Hey, oh, come okay. on, guys, let me yeah. in. I get vodka. I'll, I'll keep my pants on, but I can take my shirt off, right? <laughs> I swear to God, I got suspenders and I never without an undershirt. <laughs> it just gets please. a little sweaty underground, you see? Uh, this isn't actually all underground. Like, it's a proper treehouse suite. And you guys want to play some backgammon? Oh, God. I've got Yahtzee. (laughs) Hey, I got my favorite toys when I was a kid. A hoop with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't want to play with marbles? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I've got something hip for you. Pugs. Oh, young people. Do you guys uh, like bowling a cup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's on easy mode. It's got a string attached to it. Um, <laughs> um Though his, his, his penthouse treehouse is pretty sweet. Like, it's mm. like, you know, if you're going to like a very fancy resort, like, it's that kind of level of fanciness. But it's in a tree. Um. And no, oh, but no, 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 like, when I say treehouse, I mean it's got, like, wood paneling and it's, like, green and stuff, so it looks like he's actually Oh, so you a mean tree. a treehouse, ba- meaning it was built in a tree. Built from a tree, not in a tree. Yeah, built from a tree, not in a tree. I think he's, like, actually, like, on the highest, like, level of his building where he works at. Oh, that's um, just, that's just, like, that's like, stupid. Yeah, it is stupid, um, because, like, you know, he he has people that he fucks. Um, yeah, they have like, to go like, through yeah, the front have, lobby. Like, like, yeah, you do have, like, the big fucking, like, top floor penthouse place fucking. But for just, like, hanging out, bro, out, whatever, you build that shit miles underground. Yeah, exactly. Like, he has one underground bunker, and it's for the salvation, um, which is the arc he has in plan. Um, to send people up into space if, like, you know, the whole getting rid of the um, asteroid thing doesn't work out. Man, this, um, is my, this is my ability to make us billionaires. Yeah, I uh, honestly... spend billions it's... better than these fuckers. Exactly. Uh, oh Imagine God, the so, fucking PC um, I could build with a billion dollars. <laughs> I could build a whole studio. I'm going to build the entire company fucking GTX Titan X's fucking SLI Aww. rigs. I'd move, I'd move to Canada, make own home plus a studio with that kind of money. Imagine how many people I could help with donations towards proper charitable causes. Imagine how much money I could make. Imagine how much money I could spend to have people punch caveman in the dick for making us feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, if it's a billion dollars, you can make... You, you can build your own house, move to a different country, build your own studio, get everything equipped for it, you know... Still leave, you know, a good chunk of that money for, um, you know, for like, I don't know, coffers. And then 
the rest of it, you just go through GoFundMe and, like, you know, just pay out everyone's donation pages, and you'd still have more than enough money to go to different charities. Imagine yeah. how well I could invest that so that I could see a continual return for the rest of my life and never actually have to work. I could buy an apartment complex and just get earn money off that. I So even if I have birthed the billions of dollars, there's always money coming in. Oh, you know what you could do? You could buy, like, two. One's for renting and one's just to give to homeless people so they have somewhere to stay. And that's like a, a homeless shelter for that, not like a whole apartment complex. That's like... Like, like yeah, philanthropy is one thing, but like, I'm trying to, like, keep money. <laughs> well, if we go with the caveman right here. <laughs> Actually, I'm on dead man's side with this. Oh, no. It's, it's like, yeah, charity's fine, but, like, daddy's got to get his. You've got to make sure that you have some kind of returns. Otherwise, what's the point of Well, that's where you get two. That's where you get all. one for renting. That's where you get one where you can, I don't know, you can have the penthouse suite for, like, rich folks and they just give you all their money and then one where you can do actual charity work no you set up a soup kitchen for that one just like just like rent just like you know find some like derelict school or whatever then turn that into like a homeless shelter that 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 and then like and like earn it earn money through donations stuff like fundraisers and whatever that way like your initial investment like goes to like you know you lose that and it goes to like whatever but then people like keep getting money in you're like yo like yo rich people Donate to my fucking charity, or I evict you. I know Ooh, you do cocaine okay, up there. Yeah, <laughs> I have more than enough on the ground to get rid of you. So, <laughs> if you give me a small donation of a million dollars, you know, or maybe not yeah. that high, help the homeless. Help the homeless. Yeah. Be a good person. Yeah, be a good person. You piece of shit. You're homeless. <laughs> um. To be, okay, to be fair, this billionaire in Salvation, he's a real, he's a real douchebag. Um, yeah, I've seen pictures but, of him. He looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caveman, did you ever watch Heroes? Uh, yes. He's the painting guy. Oh, fuck him. He was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I, that I guy believe a billion he, dollars. Yeah he's, yeah, he's still an asshole, this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck that piece of shit. But, yeah. Um, but also, he uh, he does, I think, buy an, an apartment for this grad student he's picked up along the way, and like his like girlfriend and, and all that kind of stuff that he also may be trying to fuck. But yeah, um, fucking helicopter dick. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. The, that is still in development. Yeah, he's st- he's still poor. He had to get a billion dollars from the government to pour into this R and D project, so then he can then spend more money to like you know save the earth or whatever. Yeah, his dick isn't on a lazy susan yet. He has to put the women on the lazy susan. <laughs> Come on, man, keep up. Such an image. Such an image. Just a bunch of women rolled up in a carpet that's like tied to a fucking like rotating platform, or whatever. Why are they rolled up in a carpet? So that they can be tighter together. I don't know. I don't. I'm not rich. Don't ask me these questions like I have answers. (laughs) You're the one who said they were in a carpet. (laughs) Yeah. Is this like, you know, a mafia, like cleaning up a dead body fantasy? I mean, probably. (laughs) It's like, yo, tonight you sleep with the fishes, but first my dick gonna get wet. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> he just tied up to a fucking. He just tied up with a fan belt. 
There's there's rotating around. So you just like time it just like all right. And one and two and one and two and one and two. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Let okay, us write Dad. your movies, America. Yeah. Please give me a job. Thank you very much. Tell me you don't want to see the adventures of Tridick. <laughs> and Debbie West with yeah. Robot Robinson. Hell, fuck Hollywood. Brazzers, hit us up. <laughs> in the past, I have been in agreement with this. Not today. Not today. <laughs> hey, you're telling me if somebody from a fucking porn company came over and said, hey, here's 50 grand, oh, and write us a script. I would work for them in a second. I would work for oh, them God. in a second. Yeah, I would be on like, cinematography. I, I will, I will write for porn. Yeah. Here's a camera. Get uncomfortably close to this dude's nutsack and film it. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a filmer. I'm a writer. I would. I would fulfill that role. I would. Because I'd be the know. boom guy. You uh, would be the boom guy. I would probably be directing and doing camera. I get the. Fu- I'm just gonna tell you both right now. It's not uncommon for the people on the set, not even the people in the set in porn. To get hit. Yeah, I know. With all manner like, with of what? things. I know, that's, <laughs> that's why fine. I bring a poncho. Yeah, it's just the, that's, it's, you know, it's like sea those are the dangers. That's the dangers of the workplace. Yeah. You can't make them uncomfortable. I mean, I would be fine. There'll be bright lights and there'll be a the clear broom- poncho. Yeah, with the, bro- with the broom guy in the poncho, that's fine. People can still fuck with that in the background. Yeah, it's not like I'm wearing a fucking mask. I'll just be there in a fucking, like, CSI bunny suit. (laughs) Little booties on, just ready to go. (sighs) And, like, honestly, the more of me they cover up, the more comfortable those porn actors will be. Yeah. Picture this. What would make you more uncomfortable while you're fucking? Some dude in a CSI suit or a fat bearded man breathing heavily? (sighs) 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 <laughs> it's like, oh, can we get a cut? I'm picking up my own breathing on the sound. <laughs> so hot. Oh my god. Not, comment, not, not commentating, <laughs> just watching disinterestedly and breathing heavily. So hot. Oh my god. See, this is why we can't have Jesus you Christ. on the set. This is why you're writing, because we can't have you on the set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't be a consummate fucking professional while you're doing this shit. <laughs> How about a consummate fucking professional? Save save that save. wit for your writing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me see, and Rascal will be know. on set, him behind the camera, me in my fucking suit standing five feet back with the boom mic. Yes. I will also edit, of course. And uh, then we just fucking go. <laughs> we get this racket yeah. going, then we spin off and start our own company. Yeah. Make a studio. DDP it, means something entirely different now. <laughs> dick dick pussy, I assume? Double dick productions. Yes. Uh, oh, I was about to say death stick. You gotta keep the productions production. in there. We are we are a production company. We gotta take it seriously. Yeah. See, you know, I like death's dick productions. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> yeah, okay, we changed the logo slightly so that the robe is gone, just the penis is there. Yeah. Exactly. Somehow. Yeah. Well, if we want to stick with the whole concept of the helicopter dick, we could be Dodeca Dick Productions. Ooh. <laughs> Twelve dicks. Twelve dicks. Three men. Both of them have uh, tri dicks. No, we, we just no, we just turned that. In, no, we just, we we just go fucking full fist of the North Star. 
Fist of the, f- <laughs> yes. Fist of the Fuck Star. Fist of we- the Foreskin Star? <laughs> oh. <laughs> some dude is like master chi channeling techniques and then is able to fo- focus all of them into his dick, which makes it look like he has 12 penises. <laughs> You've already come. <laughs> Ow. As he just walks away to the fucking wasteland of some lady, just starts screaming in pleasure. <laughs> what no, were we talking no, he about? Walks away. He walks away oh, and she's like, I Don't I get to finish? And he's like, You already finished 12 times. <laughs> we we were talking about salvation um okay yeah fuck that show at some at at some point yeah fuck that show uh yeah it's pretty standard i mean watch lost in space anything else i have more but they'll probably save for next time (laughs) all righty then so it's my turn uh so i watched lost in space yes you heard my thoughts on that but I also did something that I haven't done in a long time. I went to a movie theater to see a movie that came out that week. <gasps> What'd you see? Rampage. Oh. Rock, the Rock? It was kind of great. Isn't it not? Okay, I saw something on Twitter where it was like, um, it's the most successful uh, video game movie with a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, wow. No, that, so here's the thing. Video game movies are like, so movies like this, the B movies, the like, the like ridiculous lower tier movies, you can't really judge them on the same scale you rate other movies like Rotten Tomatoes does because. Yeah, you can't. Because like the mo- these movies, they aren't very good, but they can still be great. Yes. And like they the way, the way like a lot of them. critics do it is like they will look at it and have some weird like technical breakdown of how they do their scores as opposed to people like us who just kind of say like, hey, did you enjoy this thing? How much out of five? In my <laughs> case, that's the way these should be handled. In my case, this is a four out of five movie. This movie is great. And it also brought me to a realization that I feel like I should have had a long time ago in that The Rock is not a very good actor. No. He's a... No. He's a person. No, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think I ever fully, like, came to realize that. Like, I'd watch things and he'd be, like, charismatic and up, enough up there that I just kind of, like, glossed over the fact that, like, him actually delivering lines and trying to emote is, like, watching a child. You're if you want to start a porn company acting. when you can't realize that The Rock can't act? <sighs> no, it's something that I feel like I always knew, but this is kind of the thing that made me realize it. Yeah. You're not watching for The Rock to act, you're watching for The Rock. Yeah, and and in this, that is kind of what he's doing. Like, yeah, he's playing a fucking primatologist and former fucking Navy SEALs, whatever, asshole. He's just the rock. Yeah. Like, at one point, he fucking chokes a dude out. He's like, like, go to sleep, go to sleep. I know it's a very big arm. Just please go to sleep. 
<laughs> the Rock's at his best when he is playing a self-aware caricature of his wrestling persona. Yeah. That's basically what this is. I'm here for it. Yeah, and like he, like the main relationship in the movie that makes the most sense is between the Rock and the gorilla, and that is entirely on the side of the gorilla. The mocap actor doing the fucking gorilla stuff and all the people like putting in the work to do the CG for him, they deserve some kind of nomination for an award because that gorilla is so goddamn funny and charismatic. <laughs> like like when we first when we first meet the gorilla, uh George is his name. He makes oh. a dude piss himself. George George of the jungle. George of the jungle. Okay. So that reference actually pre- that so that reference seasons. actually comes after the after this character was really named George. Cuz he was named George back in the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, because cuz the three main monsters are named what they were in the game. Cool. Yeah, okay, so just backtrack a bit. For those who don't know, Rampage was originally an arcade game. Uh it, it was about three monsters, uh George a giant gorilla, Ralph a giant wolf, and Lizzie a giant lizard. Standard. Uh, going from city to city, climbing buildings, destroying those buildings, and eating the people inside them while also trying to survive the military. It was originally... And eat more than your allies. Yeah, it was originally... Um, you could play it single player where you would go through all three, char- all three characters individually, or you could do it um, up to three players co-op and kind of competitive where all three of you would be on screen at once just going fucking nuts. It's a big thing, big deal, made a lot of things. It wasn't something that could really be adapted into a movie because our main characters were the monsters because the monsters were people. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like George, Ralph, and Lizzie were all humans who were then exposed to something that turned them into what they were. And then once once their damage meter dropped down, they ran into health, they then turned back into humans. And you could eat them. Yeah, and then they would sheepishly like cover their bits and then walk away and then like sidle, try to sidle off camera. Before they got eaten. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in this, they're animals. They started out as animals who were then exposed to a pathogen that mutated them. Oh, that's not how that works, but yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> Stop trying to explain science to this piece of crap. <laughs> so the movie starts out in space. Oh, okay. Where a science lady is trying to get to the escape pod because everybody else is dead. Because one of the rats that was exposed to this pathogen escaped. I mean, space seems like an odd setting. Well, no, actually, it was the only place they could they could um they could safely do their research. Oh, I see. Okay, all right then. Yeah, because Project Rampage <laughs> was too dangerous to do on Earth. God, this yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so the way they so the way they actually get about describing it is that um, so there was a thing called CRISPR. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't want to look it up. That is no, that is real. That is real. Yeah. So CRISPR was gene editing. Yes. Uh, in 2016, it was classified as a weapon of mass destruction. Oh, we have not gotten to that yet. No. It, in the movie, it is. Yeah. And CRISPR is the basis for this. Essentially, they took. DNA and specific traits from different animals and such and then made it into this aerosol spray that when exposed to an animal it would cause them to mutate in a way that would like increase their size increase their regenerative capabilities all that other shit and also increase their aggression okay, that is somehow, massively stupid 
No, but somehow this movie has been able to recover its stupidness by saying, oh yeah, we used CRISPR for this. Because um, not all of that is possible, but a lot of it is now because of CRISPR. You can really fuck with genes and DNA with it. My problem is, unless these people are like, yeah, no, we're mad scientists. We're trying to destroy the world. What the fuck are they doing? Oh, they're going to make it into a weapon and sell it to people. So, oh, okay. okay. They're mad scientists. Kind of okay, mad scientists, okay yeah. Well, right, so yeah. not mad scientists. So, so what it originally was was uh, mildly we, upset scientists. No, so no, so we get a, we get a character introduced. Kind uh, she of cranky. Is, she is the female Little lead. Grumpy? Okay. Yeah, she's the female lead. She was originally working on CRISPR to help cure cancer. Yes. Yay! Specifically because Yay. her brother had cancer and was dying. Okay. Yeah. Pretty standard. Pretty standard. That's what I want in my giant monsters wrecking up the world movie. Every breakthrough she made was then taken by this was taken was then taken by the siblings who owned her company and spun off into a weapons division. Oh fucking Christ. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe the scientist isn't the mad scientist, but the company. Yeah. Is like, like, like the company. The company is run by evil business bitch and her dumbass brother. Hmm. This, yes. This yeah, checks out. Yeah, evil business bitch is like, we are going to make so much fucking money off this goddamn weapon. And the brother's like, okay, I just want to make money. I like, just please don't hurt me. Do we have sex now? <laughs> They're brother and sister. Yeah, so? <laughs> <laughs> They're not that kind of brother and sister. <laughs> says you. Yeah, says me. He's the kind of guy who eats Pop-Tarts with a napkin. <laughs> what a loser. Exactly. <sighs> Mail and Ackerman ain't having none of that shit. So anyway, yeah, so spaceship explodes, space station fucking explodes, things crash down. Uh, one of them crashes down in the San Diego gorilla enclosure. Oh, uh, so is yeah. that where we get our dear old gorilla, George? Yes, The Rock is there, yes. and he is and he is George's best buddy. Oh, yeah, that's actually kind of sweet. Yeah, The Rock is a primatologist. Uh, they all, he, he's there like helping the gorillas do stuff. Um, George is kind of the big alpha dick gorilla. He's an albino gorilla. Actually, I just realized something. George could still be a reference to George in the Jungle because the books that George in the Jungle is based off of predate the, predate the original games. Also, is there not like a kids book series? Yeah, Curious George. Very, very old. Curious George. Like, why is we a species have an obsession with calling monkeys George? It's because of that. It's because it's because of fucking Curious George. Because George was a monkey, oh, okay. and they're like, "Oh, look, a monkey. Let's name him George." George. Yeah. All right then. Yeah, not George of the Jungle. Anyway. We sold a mystery that probably did not need solving, but we did it yeah. anyway. So George is a large Obama gorilla, very kind. He can sign, Aww. and so and so it is, and so it is about uh, and so it is about the Rock signing to George, and George is signing back, and occasionally flipping the Rock off. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and the Rock and the Rock's like, I should never have taught you to do that. Neil <laughs> <laughs> <Rose> is like, <laughs> just laughing. You know, you could probably get a pretty standard kids movie with a rock out of this. Oh yeah, they probably they probably like, have, but like this was this is not that. It is, is it's actually Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the yeah, so the thing comes down, uh George goes over, finds it, is like fucking sprayed in the face. Another one that gets sprayed in the face is a wolf, and the other one and the last one that gets sprayed in the face is a crocodile in the Florida swamps. Okay. Oh. Okay. The next day, 
The, uh, the Rock comes into work and finds that George has doubled in size and ripped the throat out of a grizzly bear. Okay, that's an escalation. Yeah, I guess it's a so they so they put so they t- so they bring um George into isolation, uh where then where then the Rock meets the Doctor Lady. Pretty lady. The- then George okay, gets out. Yes, and starts wrecking shit. Oh no. Oh no! He is then he is then tranquilized by the government and taken in, uh, taken in specifically by Henry Dean by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yay! Who was playing the most southern motherfucker you've ever met? <laughs> and it is actually really interesting to see like an actual actor try to out charisma the Rock and do a pretty decent job at it. Like both of them are like charismaing back and forth at each other. And The Rock is this overwhelming fucking force of charisma, especially when he's playing his wrestling persona. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan is just naturally charismatic, but then also acting, so it kind of evens out. And, like, his character has so much fucking, like, he had, so he is from, he is from OGA, um, other government agencies. <laughs> what? Essentially, it is a term for government agencies that don't have a proper acronym yet. Okay. Or, or agencies behind that. Hilarious. Or agencies that are that's so hilarious. secretive they don't have an acronym at all. That, I can get behind that. That's, that's actually hilarious. really clever. I, I like love that. that. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And and Jeffrey has this fucking southern drawl this entire movie. And it's kind of great because he walks like a cowboy, but dresses like a fed. Like, nice. like he ha- uh, you know, what? like he has like this fucking chrome plated nine millimeter, like custom fucking carvings in the handle and shit. And he has that like on his belt and has his jacket in such a way that the, the jacket is pinned behind the fucking handle of the pistol. So that you will always see it. And he's like walking around, resting his arm on like a fucking, on like a fucking, like a holster on his side that isn't there because the holster is on the front of his fucking pants. (laughs) Just a giant shiny belt buckle that constantly draws your attention. And he just walks like, he just walks with so much goddamn swagger in every scene he is in. I can see why you gave this a four out of five. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and joe manganello cool. is in this movie too for like five minutes and he is great because he is the fucking dumbest character and i fucking love him okay no he's not the dumbest character his kid is the char- he's the character with the dumbest weapon all right he, have? he has the standard m16 with every possible attachment that has been made for an m16 attached to it <laughs> All right. So he so he has an M16 with a tactical scope, with a tactical scope, one of those side tactical scopes, a flashlight, a laser sight, a second laser sight that blocks the view of the first tactical scope. This is amazing. And he is sent to hunt down the giant wolf and dies. And die. And like, just let me let me tell you, all this I'm describing is in the first thirty minutes. Oh, God. Okay. That's awesome. This movie fucking moves. Yeah, that's real. That's a lot to pack in like 30 minutes. Let me just see the actual runtime of this fucking movie. Okay, where the fuck are you? Time. Yeah, this movie is, uh, is 107 minutes. Oh, boy. Okay. 
Okay, so it's a movie I could actually enjoy. Yeah, it moves at a fucking clip. So, yeah. So then, so then to get them, in, yeah. So for the most part, the guys have like the monsters have been kind of staying out of the fucking way. Like George, he did kind of break through the fucking like thing or whatever. But then he is then he is usually kept in either isolation or in a plane. Uh, Ralph the wolf is in is in the woods. Just kind of run around throughout the fucking throughout the Minnesota woods or whatever. And he's just doing his own thing. Yeah, just, just kind of run around killing every, killing everything he comes across. And then Lizzie is just in the swamp. So then the business siblings have the brilliant idea of fucking activating their radio beacon on their fucking on the top of their goddamn skyscraper. Because on top of the gene editing, it also input a thing in them that made them react to a low frequency sound where they would immediately drop whatever they were doing and run toward that sound to try to get it to stop. Oh, wow. All right, then. All right, then. And I'm also going to be getting into spoilers for this because fuck it, it's Rampage. Who gives a fuck about spoilers? Yeah. King and Queen Dunderheads there. Yeah. (laughs) So they activate it. George and Ralph end up uh, running side by side uh, towards towards the fucking uh, towards the place, and then it's just a giant wolf covered in fucking porcupine spikes and a giant albino gorilla destroying a city. They're, like jumping up, grabbing helicopters out of the sky, chucking helicopters on other helicopters. There's fucking like grabbing cars and throwing them into buildings. The wolf has fucking like like uh, like flying squirrel flaps that he uses to like dive off buildings and fly into other buildings. <laughs> Oh, I mean, when you're in the big city, might as well go hard. Yeah. Or go home. And then in the middle of all of that, the giant crocodile comes out, which is basically a crocodile crossed with an ankylosaurus. So then all three of them are fucking flying around, destroying buildings, wrecking shit, just trying to shut this goddamn tower off. The tower is then shut off, and the and sister bitch and bitch and bitch sister is eaten by the gorilla. While she was holding on to a supply of R19, essentially a drug that would be given that like is given to these things that removes the aggression side of the equation. So then it is the rock with a bunch of grenades and a giant albino gorilla versus a fucking porcupine flying wolf and a giant dinosaur crocodile. This sounds like a fun time. It kind of is. It is. um, It is kind of amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like the human side of the story outside of The Rock and Jeffrey Dean Morgan is bullshit. Yeah. Don't give yeah, a fuck this about sounds that. Like, this sounds like the only good thing is the monsters plus The Rock and Jeffrey just going nuts. Yeah, kind of. a fun time. And it all like, and it all, like that side of things works incredibly well. Like they actually bring back like the whole flipping off thing and like, the, like they're like, and like The Rock and uh, and the rock and the George is back and forth. They bring that back at the end in a really great way. Where George pretends to die. Like has like the big dramatic scene where like his like the buddy, he has like this really bad wound in his chest. And yeah, he like he doesn't yeah. have much time left. So it's like, hey man, I love you. It's like it's gonna be okay. And it's like, oh I'm sad and stuff. And then he just like stops moving. And then everybody's yeah. supposed to go like, mm-hmm. oh no, George. Oh no. And then at least his fingers him. twitch. Rock turns around. George closes his eyes. It's like, you just close your eyes. You piece of shit. I just saw you close your fucking eyes. <laughs> and then George just flips him off. 
Oh god, it's so good. That sounds awesome. It's this big, yeah. loud, dumb fucking movie that has enough thought put into it to be able to be in, to be able to be entertaining. I feel so bad for video game movies because they have such a bad rep. Okay, video game movies get but, video game movies get shit on a lot. But to be fair, yeah, including they Rampage, deserve it. like including Rampage, there have been three good ones. Arguably, yeah. arguably three, but two good ones. And that is Rampage and the original Mortal Kombat. Rampage. Yeah. Arguably Tomb Raider in that too, but like that's up to that's up to you. The first the Tomb Raider. The original Tomb Raider was pretty solid. Yeah. The Angelina yeah, Jolie first Tomb Raider, Raider movie. Not fucking Cradle of yeah, Life or that, that was... Alicia Vikander shit. No. But I think the first one of that, yeah. I think that was an alright movie. Just like those I'm... three are kind of the only good video game movies. I'm gonna put in Angry Birds. Um, no, 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 no. It was successful. No. It was a shit movie, but it was somehow successful. That's not what we're measuring. We're That's measuring not a good. qualifier. <laughs> That's not a qual- Just because it's successful doesn't mean it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, fuck. I love the Mario Brothers movie. I'm not putting that shit in. <laughs> Seriously, I love that movie. It's so bad. <laughs> it is a pile of crap, but I love it. How much fucking money did Assassin's Creed make? Too oh, much. Oh god. Yeah, uh, they not put enough. way too much. Yeah, they no, put way too much money into too it. Much. Yeah, so because I went, I paid for it, and that means I I paid too much for that movie. Yeah, so on a budget yes. of 125 million, that movie made back 241 million. I mean, 150 million—that's actually pretty. No, 125 slow. budget. 241 oh, million box office worldwide. They did not make much in return. No, like if, if we're if we're following the fucking formula of determining how much money the movie needs to make break break even, this movie didn't even break even. It was a bad movie though. It wasn't no great. But still, it is ranked the ninth highest grossing video game movie. Well, it's I'm very, very glad that um this movie has stepped up to the plate. Yeah, with yeah. The, with the top three, with the top three of them being Lara Croft Tomb Raider, yep, the Angelina Jolie one, the mm-hmm. Angry Birds movie, yes, the Angry Birds, and Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. Oh God! And that I'm movie is that too, movie. and that movie is too generically competently made to be either good or bad. Yeah. It's like a blank slate, really. Yeah, totally. And then Mortal Kombat is number five. Directly behind Pokemon, the first movie, and directly ahead of Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider, the Cradle of Life. Does the Pokemon movie count? It is. The video game came before it all, so it is technically a video game movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give you that. Technically, it's a video game. Yeah. Yeah, it is based. Yeah, it is following the story of pre-existing material, but that all still stems from the game, game from the video game. Mm. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll accept it. Yes, yeah, so if you get the chance, check out Rampage. It's just like it's like a fun giant monster movie, and hopefully, the, hopefully, like this and Kong Skull Island are like the beginnings of giant monster renaissance over here in the West. Oh, the other yeah, resurgence. Hey, man. Mm. Oh, Honest- man. 
Pacific Dude, Rim. I want a new Kong. I wanted the new Kong versus the new Godzilla. Is there, what I want. Well, guess the fuck what, buddy? I'm getting it. <laughs> fuck yeah. Of course you're getting it. They set that shit up from the goddamned beginning. Hell, the end of Kong Skull Island was Kong was was like those fuckers finding a cave with paintings of Rodan, King Ghidorah, uh, Mothra, and Godzilla. Yeah. My face is stuck in a smile. <laughs> and of that is after it. the Easter egg implying that Mothra was made the same time Godzilla was. Okay, actually not made. Yeah, we- the same time got the, t- the like from the so the giant fucking in the first Godzilla movie when the re- when the nuclear reactor explodes and whatever, and then and then Brian Cranston and son go back after twenty fucking years. There's a there's a cage, a little cage left in like a little terrarium left there. That says Mothra on it. Implying that's where Mothra came from. But then these cave paintings show up saying that Mothra is ancient. It might be one of those like non-canical. And is it Mothra or Gamera who's friend to children? Gamera is friend to children. Okay. Yeah. Mothra is defender of nature. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So. That's what we've been watching then. On to new stuff. News, whatever. How? So, first up, what's that Batgirl movie that Joss Whedon was working on before he had to leave it? No. Joss Whedon was working on a Batgirl yeah. movie before he had to leave it. Yep. That and everyone mo- cheered when he did. <laughs> yep. But that movie is still happening. Seriously? Yep, because they just hired a screenwriter. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Christina Hodgson has been hired by Warner Brothers to direct to write the upcoming Batgirl movie. Uh, Ms. Hudson, known for writing Shut In, a movie about Nicole Kidman um, in a house where somebody's living in the walls. Okay. I vaguely remember hearing about that. Yeah. And the writer of the upcoming Bumblebee spinoff movie from Transformers. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the prospects of it. I don't feel good. Because A, this writer, and B, this company making it. Because I've seen all their other goddamn DC movies. Hmm. They're bad. My God, are they bad? Is there any news about the Sirens movie involving um, there some of the other DC characters? Uh, the Birds of Prey movie, then. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yes, actually, yes, there is. Uh, Ooh. so Warner Brothers hired Kathy Yan to direct it. They have a director. All right, I think that's the only news I heard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. So, like, yeah. So DC and DC and Warner Brothers have chosen Kathy Ya Yan to uh, direct the upcoming movie based on Birds of Prey. Uh, sh- Kathy Yan, uh, from what I have, from what I can find, has done nothing of note. Oh, okay. So. 
This may be her big moment. Uh, her the only other movie she she had directed one other movie um called Dead Pigs. Oh okay. It came out earlier this year. I've heard nothing of it. Yeah, so this movie could still potentially be her big break. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Apparently, Kathy gets a former Wall Street Journal reporter. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's so she does a lot shift. of hit pieces based off of out-of-context jokes. Boom. Suck it, Journal. <laughs> <laughs> Print media is dead, you piece of shit. <laughs> you know one way that print media could avoid death? Start doing what uh, the internet is not. Publishing the positive stories. Yeah, but then people don't click on them. Yeah. We want to make all the money, not some of the money. we're tired of depression. But people want to be depressed. Haven't you seen the memes? <laughs> there are way more memes about killing yourself than there are about being happy. Though, because the, the wholesome... news is making us feel depressed. <laughs> though, though, to be fair, the wholesome meme section of the internet is very nice. I sometimes visit it whenever I need to pick me up. Yeah, the wholesome meme section is fine, but that's not the memes the fucking... Do you think the fuckers out there at fucking the Wall Street Journal know how to get to the wholesome memes? <laughs> no, no there are some fucking normie assholes who like go to the front page of Reddit, see all people talk about killing themselves, and go, hey, let's do a fucking horrible shit. Oh. Y'all like Harley Quinn, right? <laughs> oh, God. Well, hey, what if we put her in the Birds of Prey? You know, not in the fucking Gotham City Sirens, the team she was also a part of. You fucks. Hey, you guys like Harley Quinn, right? How about we make a terrible animated feature about her and, you know, basically just, you know, paint her as a whore. Woo, yeah. She wanted a regular relationship with the Joker. Oh. I love your perfume. Wish, What's I that? Wish... The smell of death? Oh, God. I wish we wouldn't give this power. Like, I wish the power to make these things were in, like, studio execs hands. Because then we'd, like, get actual good content that didn't, like, disrespect the character or, like, the source material. But no, you don't understand. No, we no. have to disrespect the character the source material because that's the only way we'll make money. <laughs> People we don't have, want people don't want like a faithful adaptation in. of comic book bullshit. Fuck that noise. What they want is tropes they've always seen with names they kind of recognize. That's why Green Lantern is basically Van Wilder. <laughs> Y'all heard of Hector Hammond? No, you fucking haven't. But have you heard of Testicle Head? Anyway. Rascal, just so you know, I'm a huge GL fan. The League yes. is one of my favorite... Not the League, the um, the core is one of my favorite aspects of DC Comics. See, unfortunately, I'm a Dark Horse, man. Dark Horse is good. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not one of those assholes that's like... One is clearly better than the other, even <laughs> yeah, though I have like... no evidence to support my <laughs> arguments, and it's based entirely on my personal biases. 
Though Marvel has been doing better than DC recently. No, recently, yeah. recently DC's been doing better. Like Marvel, Marvel's been fucking floundering ever since they did their fucking Marvel Legacy shit. Okay, see, so that's when I stopped reading. Like, I haven't been able to afford comic books in a while. So yeah, it's yeah. nice to Damn, hear that DC man. is taking it back. Because, Based on the well, sales numbers I've... I've been seeing, as well as the quality of work that's been coming out from both companies. Because I can afford comics. Because don't question it. <laughs> there's okay. There's one comic book store in like my state, um, and it's in the city. So it takes like an hour and a half to get there. Welcome so to the internet, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Was it uh, comicsology? Comicsology? Yeah, yeah. They're actually a really solid service. Yeah. They're a great service. Like I just like I need a way to afford them, and right now that's not happening. That, or if you want physical copies, Book Depository actually Amazon. doesn't have too bad. Amazon. I was thinking we don't really have Amazon here, which is a shame. Yeah, no Amazon.co.au. We do, but it only really sells like eBooks and stuff. Oh, it's, like, oh, it's the bullshit early Amazon. Yeah, it's the uh, bullshit. You and it's be, like you won't be you won't be able to buy my book when it comes out. <laughs> thing is if i want to be able to buy like i don't know i don't actually know what americans buy 50 toilet roll packages <laughs> from amazon <laughs> sadly <laughs> that question. is something that i have found people do fucking purchase hey guys i got yeah, these like, bu- you know, i got these buttons that order me a, that order me a four pack of fiji water 12 12 fucking yeah. energizer batteries and some red bull exactly i want I to have that opportunity planned. Where <laughs> I can press a button and I get like five bottle, like five like not buckets of butter, but you know containers of butter. And I can't believe it's a bucket um, of butter. <laughs> bucket of butter, and it comes via drone. That is that's the life I want to have. You know. So the drone thing isn't actually happening anymore. Oh. Yay! Good because the FAA was like, "Bitch, no." <laughs> that's understandable. But. Amazon is rolling for, rolling out a new initiative where where you can have a special kind of lock installed in your house where the Amazon delivery oh, guy will just come yes, in, yes, punch yes. a code, open your door, and leave the package inside your house. That is so wild. That's whack. That's wild. And I also That's think massively stupid. And I also think Amazon's yeah. are the one that are that are like putting forward the idea of just kind of like the takeaway grocery place, where like you, yeah, where like. Where there are, like there's like cameras that know your face, so when they recognize your face or whatever, they can go, they can like, um, they can charge the amount to your like Amazon account. Yeah, you, you essentially just like have like, your Amazon account tied to a grocery store. So you just go in, yeah. take what you want, leave, and then you're charged as you leave. Yeah, which not, is also wild. Yeah, not talking to not talking to a person, not talking to anybody. There's like one dude there to make sure you're not stealing shit. And then everybody else is just free to like do whatever the fuck they want. Like just walk in, grab like fucking 19 frozen pizzas and some fucking Cool Whip. Yeah. And then you just leave. And then what when you get that? home, you see there's been a charge for like $87 in your account because of that. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That seems fair. Amazon's wild, man. Yeah, Amazon's kind of evil, too. Like, they have been yeah, horribly is, mistreating their workers evil. because they can't replace them with robots yet. They also... Aren't they doing, like, city bids? So, like, yeah, cities yeah, essentially, have to like, bid like, like, for like, their, like, cities are Cities are, like, saying, like, hey, we'll violate workers' rights to have you come build your fucking office here. Yeah, like, oh, we won't, we won't, we won't, we won't make you pay any sort of taxes. Like, taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll taxes. never tax you. And also you can charge your yeah. workers below minimum wage. And also we could just like have things like feudalism. 
yeah. Anyway, so back I'm on topic. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm fine buying things off eBay and then getting them three months later. Yeah. So, uh, moving on. Uh, last bit of news. Two pieces of Disney news. Uh, so, Toy Story Ooh. Four now has a release date. They're making another one. Yes, despite literally everyone saying it's a bad idea. Yeah, that's a bad idea. They should have. They should have left it at Toy Story Three. Toy Story I, Three was the perfect ending. Yeah. yeah, it really was. Like everyone in that movie got to a point that they needed to be. Yeah. But then Toy but Story 4 is going to be them starting from zero again, but this time with a girl. Little Bo Peep's oh, going to wonder okay. why she doesn't get a period. Jesse's going to want kids, and Buzz is going to be like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna go for it's gonna go from the accepting of death and like moving on and accepting change to the horrors of being an adult from the perspective of an immortal toy. Why do they touch sacred things? Because the fucking piggy bank's gonna go out. It's like, hey, if I was a new toy, then bring it to dildo. <laughs> this guy's also named Buzz. Oh my god. Like, hey, how's it going? No, he doesn't talk much, does he? <laughs> oh, I guess he's kind of shy. Look at him shaking. Okay. Too much. So, Toy Story Four is going to be coming out. June 21st, 2019. Oh, okay. That's not too far away. That's like a year and yeah. a bit. This news was tweeted out uh, by the film's director, Josh Cooley. He is he was also the um He was also like a, he's been working at he's working at the company for a while now just doing like story where artist stuff. Uh mm-hmm. but this is going to be his he was also he also wrote the screenplay for Inside Out. This is going to be his first like for real director work with uh the with uh, the company. And he's replacing okay. John right. Lasseter after John Lasseter became the latest person to be involved in the fucking horror that is Hollywood. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then, Bobby's news. Donnie Yen has been cast Donnie in Yen. the live action Mulan movie. All right. Yeah. Okay. They're doing that. It's one of the few I might actually be willing to see live action because watching the, yeah. the choreography for those fight scenes would be awesome. Yeah, assuming they do it well. Good point. Yeah, so Yen will be, Yen will be playing uh, Commander Tung, uh, one of the people who trains and teaches Mulan. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Mulan's one of those movies like I saw as a child and enjoyed, but haven't watched since. Yeah. I know it kind of flies under the radar with all of Disney's like promotional stuff. Yeah. Um, like, I, I feel like the only reason it kind of really... like I feel like the only reason it like was like whipped up again and like the public fervor was because of the fucking Rick and Morty bit. What Rick and Morty? Oh, bit? the sh- the Shreshwan sauce. Yeah, at, debacle. Uh, yeah, the season premiere yeah. of season three of Rick and Morty had Morty had Rick in his subconscious going to a McDonald's to get Szechuan sauce. 
and then Which a fucking alien played by Nathan Fillion was like, this shit's fucking great. You see how this made a perform movie? And then because Rick and Morty fans are fucking garbage humans, they swarmed yeah. every single McDonald's and said, we want this right here. And McDonald's was like, yeah, how are you make a sauce? And then people assaulted McDonald's's. Do you remember that one time where, um, during that period, like that era of when they, they were just going nuts for this stuff, um, one woman was able to get a car from some dude? Cause she's like, oh, I have like, you know, one of those small packets of the sauce, you know, fresh from the sweet McDonald's. I will give it to you if I get a car. And then someone actually gave her a car for the sauce. Like, that's how wild it was at the time. I didn't see that side of things. What I saw was a dude in a McDonald's rip his shirt open, break a table while screaming, I'm Pickle Rick. Oh, God. Because <laughs> somehow that became a fucking meme. That was a dark time. You're like, I thought Wubba Lubba Dub Dub would be bad, but Pickle Rick has somehow surpassed that in every capacity. I um, And I don't know why. In the show. In the shopping center near where I live, um, there's like an American diner, and they rebranded it so that their um, <laughs> their mascot is a pickle. Um, and I think it was because it was in response of the popularity of Pickle Rick. I want to shit on that restaurant. <laughs> it's a very bad restaurant. <laughs> so my shit would probably improve the food. Yes, yeah. I've been there once, and in like my five years living in this area... It has changed five times. Like, different owners, different rebranding, everything. Mm. Anyway. Other for news. New releases time. Coming out this week, the week of April 20th. Super Troopers 2. That's about it. Oh! <laughs> I keep seeing ads for that, and I'm like... Really? Apparently it's pretty solid. I refuse to believe that because it's a Super Troopers movie. <laughs> okay. Alright, I'm back. I had to save my cats from the outside. <laughs> the frog oh, you got to save. miss my bile at the concept of Super Troopers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Super Troopers fine enough. I can't stand movies centered entirely around idiots. Yeah. A lot of comedy movies nowadays are exactly that, and I can't stand them either. I spend a lot of my time with James, so I'm kind of fine with it. I spend time with James. Not as much as me. Yeah, but James isn't anywhere near that level. And my James isn't anywhere near that level. Though he does like the Resi movies, so. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I don't find those movies like. I find those movies like smartly dumb, like intelligently stupid. Might just be me. I don't know. Mm. That's fucking it coming out this week. Next week, Avengers. Woo. Oh, Infinity War? Yeah, y'all ready to fucking come? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have any clean pants. Well, they're about to get spo- they're about to get even dirtier. 
It's not true. It's not a true explosion if it's not with clean trousers. I have to wash all of my clothes. Well, you have so a that week. way. I have to wash them all over again. Yeah, well, yeah, I you think have a week, week to wash. So head down to the laundromat, dude. Get your quarters. You can be prepared to just fucking. <laughs> is he gonna get into that theater? It's gonna be like, dun, 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 or whatever the fuck the Avengers theme is. Everybody, there's gonna be a wave just like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be that for the next two hours as the fucking, as the fucking goddamn crossover they've been planning for ten goddamn years comes to fruition as fucking this fucking Josh Brolin Grimace comes out and punches people to death. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that good. Like, it I'm doesn't hopeful need to be, be that good. good. But people will say it's that good. Be, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be that good. I'm going to be honest, people. I, 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 I'm hopeful it'll be the most amazing cinematic experience I've had since Black Panther. But I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it's it for like this week, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back at some point with more of this shit. You know you want it. Yeah. So pay us, You're motherfuckers. You're addicted to it now. Yeah. Hit us up at our Patreon. Patreon.com says no problem, motherfuckers. Until then, though, I'm dead. I'm Cave. I'm Rascal. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye, everyone. Time. Mm-hmm.